the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. Pop, pop, pop. Hey, everyone. You're about to hear Ordi Adams, a brilliant comedian, and I uh, fight about like truly nothing uh, for three hours. Also, I'm going to be at the Oxnard Levity Live in Oxnard, California, December 8th, 9th, 10th. 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, and the fact that I have to say that is truly proof that uh, you guys hate women. And that's <laughs> honestly, at this point, I don't know if I blame you. <laughs> Ordi Adams. camera there we could uh really oh because you want do you have a good that's side? my angle that's your angle mm-hmm. how'd you find that out years of being in front of a camera <laughs> <laughs> are you self-conscious about yes. your appearance yes i hate my how appearance. come i, I think you're why. very handsome wow are we rolling we are okay yeah thank Can you. you cut that mark that over mark that please start over mark that please but uh, what is that? Why do you, you are very handsome. You must know that on some level. No, on, on no level. I'm fine with guys not knowing they're hot. I think we should keep it that way. But I'm just curious, like every, every comedian has some kind of dysmorphic shit, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Why, where'd yours come from? Uh, early on. I've never, I never had any confidence in my looks. I never, I still don't. I just, yeah. Why? I don't know. I feel like you like... I've been on a diet I since like you fourth pull. grade. I feel like you no, pull. This is, like not, you... this is not a, uh, you know, hey, I can get more women if I act No, I feel like you do looks. fine now. I mean, you're wearing a pinky ring. You must, you must <laughs> get women. I mean, I, I, you have the confidence to wear a pinky ring, but not about your handsome face? Yes. So, I, I, the pinky ring is to distract people. So they go, whoa. Look at that fit. And then they go off the face right They're to like, the pinky ring. For a guy with a pinky ring, yeah. you are a 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, but did you, in school, were you like bullied about your looks? Yeah, I never, nobody, just... you're the first woman to publicly say I'm hot. You're very hot. Really? Yeah. I mean, my taste is a little off, but I love your in taste. general. <laughs> yeah, you're hot too. Look at this. Things are going great. To, no, Mark that. Will you just hold on? Will you just tell everyone how this experience has been so far for you coming today? Uh, first of all, do we introduce the guest at any point, or do we just? Uh... I'm gonna do an open when you're gone because okay. I don't want to deal with your fucking shit. Oh, you know, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Okay. This comedian is one of my. Hold on, I look like a fucking rat's nest. Um, this comedian is one of the funniest people I know. Oh. Uh, he makes me laugh, kind of as much as anyone. Oh, thanks. And uh, uh, you know him from. Uh, Teen Wolf on MTC <laughs> <laughs> on MTV 
And uh, he's fucking brilliant. And he has a podcast called. Try that. You can read it. Comedy Journal. No, no, no. The, the top. What's wrong with buses? <laughs> That's what's, a Shasta. But it, you, maybe this is maybe this is why the podcast oh, isn't it's doing what's that. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Yeah, but maybe it's not doing well because people they go, "What's wrong with a guy sitting on a on a Shasta?" <laughs> Maybe that's what we should what's rename wrong, it. What's, what's your, wrong with animation today? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong yeah. uh, with with a photo? What's wrong with just a photo of you? I didn't realize. What's this. so... I know what's wrong with Ordie Adams. You put weird ads for uh, like Malaysian Airlines as your podcast art. I, I guess I paid a lot of money for this graphic and now you've made me realize that you, it's ineffective. You... I... Can you sue a graphic? Like, can I sue that? Of course. Are we like, shifting cameras already? No, stop oh. being, you do your job. What's my job? To just sit, sit here and be hot? Sit here and look hot. <laughs> stop, honey, you don't, you're not. Let's get back to this. Your brain is too small for these big fancy me. machines. Let's get back to this because Bobby Lee on my podcast declared me unfuckable. Okay. And I do have a pinky ring, <laughs> but... No, I don't. But it's a fucking cock ring, and this is how I carry it. I don't define. Why did he say you're un? I mean, Bobby said you're unfuckable. Okay. I, I because I am not. I imagine, like, here's the thing about you. I, you make me laugh kind of more than fucking anyone. But I, <laughs> I do think having sex with you would be stressful. <laughs> how so? Like, I mean, you have been fucking on. My fucking balls! It's the second you got here well, this morning. I show up. You're in a you're in a uh, a, a bathrobe <laughs> from last night. Yeah. You're, you're some meeting you had until three in the morning. Yeah. And then did this podcast end? No. And I, then <laughs> I just got up to check if there's food in my teeth. And then did it's podcast, just did this, did this podcast end? It's been nonstop since I got here. With you, you, you didn't have your coffee yet. Yeah. And you just said, "Geez, pre, you know, <laughs> pre, you know, Orny pre coffee. This is this is <laughs> or, this is pre, too much. Pre coffee Orny is a lot. Yes, uh, much like I bet pre cum Orny is a lot. <laughs> so, so Orny comes over and like I am a very self sufficient person, but I was like, I know that when Orny comes, I'm gonna come off like some infantilized like fucking asshole. And then of course I I ask a rhetorical question, which is, would you like some coffee? And I uh, I no one says yes. No well, one's ever said yes. Like, oh, I just had it already. Well, I, already I looked at it. you and I go, we're not even close to go time. <laughs> we're not. She hasn't had her coffee. She's not. I don't think she's wearing that. I think she's probably going to have to change. I've got to get a tour of the place. I got a, I got a tour of the place, which was great. <laughs> then I got a, an update on the ant situation. There's ants everywhere. And yes. you're using you're using like flaxseed or like organics to kill. You're like, lavender. Ants don't like lavender. I go, this isn't going to work. Get the little traps. Let's get the traps out. Let's do this right. Right. Then, then the coffee maker doesn't work because that outlet doesn't work. So Whitney's over and over pressing the button, you know, like this, nonstop, trying this, trying that. I'm I, just waiting for you to come help. Yeah, it took I, you so long. Well, I didn't I, I wanted you to, you know, have your opportunity to figure it out. So then you I cannot do this. read social cues. I feel like it would be very hard to have an orgasm in well, front of you. And your dog is licking my genitals as this is going on. So then I go up and I just I do this. Very simple. I unplug it. From that outlet, I put it into this outlet. <laughs> now the thing starts. Well, I don't know what you did to her. You must have like 
turned the setting for the grind because it's grinding the beans at exactly 50%. So it's just in half. So we're going to have the worst watery coffer, coffee ever, okay? It, it was, the grinds came out like in like chunks of potpourri. It was like shavings that were coiled. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like. It was like, you ever take like a crayon and you like, it's like crayon yeah, shavings. No, it's like, yeah, like when people shave soap, you know, to like the soothing, um, uh, the TikToks. I had okay. never seen coffee grinds look like that before, <laughs> ever. The, Ever. The grinds were bigger than the beans. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what happened, but but here's the thing. You got, this is such a fucking guy thing, I think. Come for me, Reddit. Which is like, why add a step? You can buy pre-ground coffee. Who buys the beans and then fucking, men, you guys have to turn everything into a fucking, uh, like a, like anything that's, you need something that just, you machines at all times, even if they're totally unnecessary. It's like, the, it's like, do you ride a horse to work? Why are we grinding our own coffee? Okay, I gotta, you want me to be honest? Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. We it got is un- everything we needed. It's un necessary wild Why? these people these coffee pundits these people that have taken something very simple nerds just go back to drinking relapse have, have you ever what happened at the coffee section in the supermarket is now an entire aisle okay i have to spend all day deciding what what territory i want my beans from <laughs> what darkness it's like coffee's co- have a sip listen it, Hold on. Wait, this is from Afghanistan. Yeah. I don't know a ton about Afghani coffee. Didn't know they were even known for their coffee. I, wait, do I want Afghanistan coffee for $4? Do I want coffee from Venice, California for $62? Or do I want like fucking, I mean, Malaysian. It's like, it's so true. I'm like, what country? I go, what country is the poorest? It probably has the best <laughs> coffee. Like, that's what you do. You start, right. start going like, okay, these are all third world country coffees. Like, that's probably better than like Sonoma. Noma County, right? I, I guess, but here's the thing. It's too much to think about. That's why we're losing our minds. The, <laughs> coffee has one purpose. Wake you up, get you ready for the day. It's, I argue that- It's not about enjoying it. This is, now you gave me this. I wouldn't, I, I, I would not- I gave you, I know, I wanted that Frappuccino, but you can, you can have, have it. You can have it in a minute. I'm almost done with it. Okay, but here's, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's also like, the coffees that I, it's like makes you fucking xenophobic and racist. Cause I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to get this, uh, Malaysian coffee. Great. Or this like, you know, whatever. And then you have, and you're like, this is bad. Fuck that place. Fuck those people. Like, it's yeah. like your morning coffee should not be associated with a country that you're already not sure about. Do you know what I mean? Like I, it pushes I, me over the edge. I, I guess I don't put that much. Th- Once I get it, that's it. I put it into a canister, an anonymous canister. Anonymous. Yes. And I just take the <laughs> scoops, four and a half scoops, and then always a little extra for good luck. My grandmother would always say a little bissel for good luck. And I do that. And I think of my grandmother every day and I have my coffee. And well, I'm fine. But here's the problem. And I'm fine. There's no grind. Who wants to grind? But here's the thing. Before you've had your coffee, so the first sound you hear in the morning is before right. you've had your coffee. And now your dogs think we're under attack. So they start charging. They start charging. That's true. And these and you're like, are you afraid of dogs? Your dogs look like they can kick my ass. Yes, it's true. Okay. And well, I, I have a Rhodesian Ridgeback who they were raised to um, fight lions. They're, they're from yeah, yeah. Rhodesia. You like, could have a like wiener dog. You could have a wiener dog, and it's gonna it's gonna kick my ass. Yeah. And, and no, but see, don't do. That's what you're doing. That's what's making you not hot. <laughs> I just got downgraded. No, you. But I'm scared of dogs. Just no, you're not. Those dogs are pretty. This is what happens. You can't be scared of dogs. I'm not scared of dogs, but I don't like when they jump on you. Like I'll, I'll go then to then be the alpha and be like, hey, don't. 
Okay, bring the dog in and I'll, I'll yell at the dog. Where's the dog? <laughs> I just mean you You can't be like, oh, no, it isn't it? a puppy's going to Like, Yeah, but then I'm known as the guy that goes to people's houses and yells at their pets. Well, don't do it like like you would talk to me. Do like, it the way you talk to a dog. I don't like when I go to somebody's house and they incorporate me into the dog training. I, so I walk <laughs> I walk into the house the and the dog it's the best. Hey, just don't up. look at him. Just don't look at him. Just don't look at him. Yeah. Don't look no, at him. No, they go, Fido, get out. <laughs> no jumping, Fido. Fight! What did what did the trainer say? And then they don't make say? eye contact. Just keep walking. You're Meanwhile, like, how, what? This isn't. Put it in a fucking crate. Fido's paws are on my chest. Fido is thrusting into my genitalia. I'm not. You are fuckable. That's right. To dogs, I am. Mm -hmm. And 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 the Fido. I'm sorry, Orny. We, we, he's, he's being trained not to jump. Well, how about this? Until he's fully trained, let's keep him in another room. You got to stop dating girls with studio apartments. <laughs> okay. It makes I, me look uh, more successful. I've, <laughs> it's like when guys shave their pubes so their dick looks bigger. <laughs> Are they doing that? Yeah. Or like you, uh, what's the other one? You... There's a couple like uh, optical illusion tricks that I'm obsessed with. I remember when I'm, this is genuinely how my brain works. And I remember, have you ever pitched something to someone that you weren't joking and they thought you were? That's how bad your idea was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a Chuck Sklar, a uh, brilliant writer, works with Chris Rock a lot. He was on uh, Everyone Hates Chris. Remember that mm -hmm. show, Everyone Hates Chris? It was yeah. about a kid, him as a kid. And the kids started growing up. So they couldn't make the show anymore because all of a sudden the kid's right. 12. And he was like, yeah, so we can't make the show anymore. And I was like, oh, well, no, 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 yes, you can. Just make a set where all the furniture's really big. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not a bad I, way I to save like, the no, show. No, just make all the mugs really, like everything should just be bigger so they yeah. look smaller. And he started dying laughing. And I was like, I guess that's the end of my producing career because I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, why not? I like it. I like it. So um, let me ask you something. Do, I guess I just feel like, to go on a date with you, I feel like would be very stressful because you're like me where everything that bothers no one bothers you mm -hmm. and everything that bothers everyone, we don't care. Give an example. Well, I just mean I can picture. Okay, so if you're going to take a girl on a date. Because I'm just I'm just thinking, why don't we try the date and let's just see. I mean, <laughs> I don't just, know. Yeah. Let's just film Why do we have to fantasize about what it would be like? No, I'm just trying to yeah. get to the bottom of this you saying you're unfuckable thing. I didn't say that. Bobby Lee said but that. But you're saying it to me, so you have some. Because I'm just saying it's interesting that your opinion, opinion which matters a lot more to me. Why does Bobby's count more than mine? It doesn't. I'm just saying yours counts a lot more. It should. Yes. You men are mean. I'm now realizing because that's like. Like in comedy, I feel like women are so mean to women and it's hard, but they, you guys are fucking... Here's one of my obstacles with dating. Okay, so I'll meet a woman. Okay, where? And, uh, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Usually it has to be an extension of me being on stage because on stage, I'm an eight. Off stage, I'm a six. Okay, so when I'm on stage, right, I got it going on. These women, but they all say the same thing. What? You meet a lot of women. It, it, it's too, I'm going to be the one that's going to not fall for you right away. So the the perception is I, your perception. Well, but that's let insecurity. me ask you a question, Whitney. You've known me. How long have you known me? Uh, I've known of you for maybe 18 years or something. When did we do Montreal together that time? The time we first met in person. I think yeah. we might have met in New York before. Uh, so uh, let me just tell you the story about Orny Adams because I know you're going to want me to fucking tell it. Because if ever you give a compliment to a man, then you have to, every time you see him, he's like, tell the story. So I love that. <laughs> it's so, so true. That it, is true. I tell the story a tell lot. Tell the story. Tell the a story. A lot. I here's the thing about Orny. Winnie, tell the story. I'm just <laughs> tell the story about Montreal. Yeah, I got that story. <laughs> it was just really great. Orny is one of those comics 
most comics, I'm going to be straight up. Other comics go, I don't get it. Like, it's not that funny. Like, that's how, even if we like them, you know, I'm not, I don't do that. You're saying comics are saying that about me. No. Uh, shut oh, your whore mouth. <laughs> So yeah, you think this could... is the energy you needed around my dog. Okay, let me take the pinky ring. I think my hotness is distracting you from the store. So let me put the <laughs> pinky ring over there and then you can. And so I, you do not, I hope you're not giving bitches tetanus in their pussy from that pinky ring. I hope not. So we're in Montreal. This is a gala that Steve Martin is hosting. So at, at Montreal Just for Laughs, they have these big galas. And it's a really big, I mean, 10 years ago, it was like the biggest deal. You know, it's like the Oscars of comedy or something. It's like Montreal Comedy Festival, I I personally don't feel the need to fly six hours to bomb for my own agents. So I don't love doing these shows. I don't know why we're all going to a country where no one speaks English to right. do comedy for them. They do. In Canada, they have started to incorporate more English into the... Uh, Fine. The, yeah. Yeah. Let's wait till it's fully incorporated. But part of what was made this so exciting was Steve Martin doesn't do live shows. That's right. So we're going to see, this would be like if Eddie Murphy was hosting a gala. Like when's the last time we saw Eddie do stand up? So this was wow. really kind of cool. That's a good point. People have season tickets to these opera houses and theaters, right? And they, it's half comedy fans and half people that like will go to whatever's there. The opera, right. the ballet, the whatever. Mm -hmm. When I tell you Every comedian bombed in a way that was like confusing, even f like no joke. Really, is this is the is the mic work? Just like we literally were saying, is this thing on? Mm -hmm. Bombing our dicks off. Orny is last, okay, and I come off. Someone else goes on, bombs, and then you're about to go on, and we're like, good luck, buddy. Like you know, Orny is already kind of on the edge. This is gonna might push him <laughs> over the edge, you know. Orny goes on stage immediately starts killing in a way that is so f is wild like it actually changed my life because i was like oh it's never the audience's mm. fault it's never the audience's fault mm. and um because you just went up it was like that we were we were all gathering around to watch you bomb and like <laughs> <laughs> and like flip out on the audience you're uh, like dude already is not gonna handle this well like yeah because i would flip out yeah i, I like, would <laughs> i would break that wall like, i'd leave the I stage like, <laughs> i'd point at people i'd yell at them <laughs> We're about to watch Ordy Adams have like an epic meltdown. That'd, like, be, this, fantastic. That'd be cool. I was like, this is going to be so fun. So we're all like watching and we're like, we can't wait to see Ordy bomb. So we feel good about our bombs. Yeah, and, like yeah. this will be so fun to watch. And you just started killing. We were doing the bit about um, the customer service in India. Me calling third, well, us calling third world countries <laughs> yes. with our problems. Like it's so obnoxious, right? I mean, it's horrible. No, right? it's not. Okay, it's great. It's, it's great. You yeah. can still do that. <laughs> yes, I was like about how like we're calling India to be like, yeah. my five computers, the Wi-Fi's not connecting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fuck? insensitive. <laughs> it's, it was just like, It's you know. taking me 30 seconds to load a video. Yeah. Like, can you guys please fix this? Do you think you can get out of the, the river that you're washing yourself in and, and then drinking the water from later do you think you could i think uh i think my fridge is uh it's it's not working what's the uh the warrant you know it was like that <laughs> all the food in my fridge is going back yeah. can you help me yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't it wild when you can't even remember what used to be like your one of your favorite bits it's weird yeah it's, it's really weird it, it here's the thing that i remember and dane cook was on that show too and here's the thing that i remember oh wow i, I remember this don't don't address steve don't go, hey, thank you, Steve. You know, yeah. you don't look at Steve. Not that he said that, but like, because they may take the set and isolate it 
and then uh, put it like on another gala, like the so and so, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, they could also just cut out you saying thanks, Steve. Yeah, that's there. what I said. So yeah. I go, this is once in a lifetime, and I felt like I had a good set. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I said uh, before I left, I said, "Can I shake your hand?" And he walked across the stage and he started bowing to me, oh, Steve Martin. And I have this on on tape. He was falling, but whatever. Yeah, and then and then I bowed to him. Literally, and- like. You are, I mean, there's only a couple comedians that when other comedians talk about you when you're not around, everyone's like, he's fucking funny as shit. Oh, like, no one says you're not, like, no one. Not, not one. Don't fight with me about this. Why not? I mean, I'm it's right. To, I'm, I'm, okay. I love it. I think that's that's great because I don't. I I have deep insecurities about how the comedy community feels about me. Yeah, I don't. I'm universally beloved. Well, I, I, listen. I, I love you. I think you're great, <laughs> I and I love I love our friendship, and I love and that how it's evolved, yeah, and how it went from you not returning my text messages. Are we friends? Yes, we're friends for okay. sure, for sure. Okay. Any woman that says, "Come on in in a robe," brings me right up to her bedroom <laughs> and says, "This is the best view." I go, "That's I." I am. And a what sexual, did I say? I am a sexual predator, yeah. but okay. In ten years, people would be like, "Like it was like Harvey Weinstein. It was like right open secret when yeah. he was just in robes." <laughs> bringing men to her home and yeah. being like you need to be able to fuck me you're fuckable let's yeah. go. I, go I think I'm being taken advantage of I by know. somebody more powerful in show business <laughs> and it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> so what, not to diminish why what has happened to other people disclaimer I understand. Some I'm people did joke. get hugged too long, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> I was. Let's get back to Montreal for a second because okay. I think it's fascinating. Do you still believe there's no such thing as a bad audience? I think it is a comedian's job mm-hmm. and uh, to f- um, always figure it out. I agree. There's no audience you cannot crack. And when you go like, you didn't love my first joke, and nah, that's you did that. I was at the. It's imp- your job mm-hmm. to get. It's your job. Yeah. To figure out what will make them laugh. It is if you turn on them and are like, Ducky, fu-, then you fuck them. You're like, they came, they, no one comes to a comedy show to not laugh. Right. They're on your side. All right, I'm gonna tell you something. If you're, if you're a young comic and you're watching, or you're just a comedian in general, what you just said is absolutely true. And that's the greatest advice that you can give somebody. You have to crack it. Every audience Radical has a code. accountability. Yes. So Saturday night, I was at the improv. Comic after comic went on and just, did not do well to the point where like comics that usually like kill were coming off stage deflated. And I went up there and I just said, listen, um, every comic thinks you suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think you suck. Okay. And you don't, you guys are great. The last guy, he's retired. He's out of the business. That's what you did to him. The guy before him, there was a guy who was talking about a terrible disease. I don't want to say which one. I said, he walked off stage and he said, that is now not the lowest point of my life. Performing in front of that audience, yes. And I, I just kept going, and then they, they loved me, and they started applauding yep. and applauding. And it was like, and even you and I, like that night that we went up on stage together, yeah, yeah. we created a moment. We created something that gives them something to talk about because they can see Whitney Cummings any night or, you know, many nights doing comedy and me doing comedy, but to see us together. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is when you watch it on, on YouTube, if you saw the, these clips of us, you would think, oh, this is a put on. This and is they'll come setup. out soon. It's basically I came off stage. I left my phone on stage because I'm uh, physically incapable of walking out of a space without leaving half of the things I came in with. And then I was like, or he was on stage. I was like, oh my God, my phone's up there with him. I'm about to get fucking destroyed. Well, it drives me nuts. When I go up on stage and there's like somebody, old drink take your drink clear your table 
Like, you know, like there's stuff on the stage. I want a zen, peaceful stage. Yeah, I'm yeah, starting yeah. When over. I think Orny Adams, I think zen, <laughs> peaceful. <laughs> what it really turned into, which is really interesting and cool, was unbeknownst to you or perhaps to you, there was underlying tension in our newfound friendship mm -hmm. because we had exchanged numbers and I said, hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, have you on my podcast or have you jump up and do yours. You and were serving me a jury duty summons. Basically, yeah. I get, <laughs> No, I was like, you know what Whitney Cummings needs? Another to-do. <laughs> she needs another to-do. I know people are like, I know you're busy. I know you have a lot going on, but like, can you drive to Thousand Oaks for six and a half hours for free? I'm like, are you, are you that busy? Because people think I'm really that busy, and I'm not. They think you are? Yeah, they go, oh, how do you have time? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm sitting around watching 90 Day Fiance. Everyone is so st oh, stressed out and overwhelmed because they only have two hours of clarity a day. I'm like, yeah. just, don't, just don't do edibles during well, the week. See how much you get done. It comes back to what we were talking about before. Too many choices, like with the coffee. Coffee has one purpose. You want caffeine, you want to get the buzz, and you got to start the day. You got to confront this crappy world. Okay, like you ever see the old movies? The old movies are like you walk into the office and you go, hey, can I get you a drink? And they, there's a one decanter <laughs> and they pour the drink and the person drinks it because the objective is to get the buzz, yeah. to relax. Yeah. But nowadays we're like, oh, what is that? It's bourbon. What kind of bourbon? What year is it? Do you have vodka? Do you have vodka on is the it rocks? Gluten free? Do you have rocks? Yeah. Do you have uh, and a twist? Can I get a twist? What shape is your ice? I've had women comment on the shape of my ice cubes in my house, okay? That's where we're at. It's like, shut up, take the drink, and drink. We're not and here. And you shut up and face your camera. You don't have to enjoy, <laughs> you don't have to enjoy every every sip of every beverage. The objective of the drink is get a buzz, and then we open up and we have a good night together. But I need where I need a jalapeno and a daffodil. They need in daffodils. The <laughs> they need the, the lavender, lavender bush coming out of it. They need, like, it's, it's, you, you just go, I, 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 I want to get drunk, but I also want to feel like I just uh, gagged on a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't a uh, this isn't a craft cocktails bar. Uh, but so tell like me, you give a, I have round ice cubes. You're which like, are the hardest I have a, a shot of vodka with a roofie in it. Just fucking drink it. Yeah, just we're here to get drunk. <laughs> so, OK. But in the movies, that's it. Yeah, I want that. So you're um, so the last person, what's the longest relationship you were in? Years, I like. In, I, I'm a commitment guy, so I cannot picture it that someone would put up with me. No, that that, that someone would not take it personally. What? Like that someone's not. You can't. You and I both can't be with people that are sensitive. No, because I, I say things that are wrong mm -hmm. all the time, unbeknownst. Like I'm not. I'm not being malicious, but I'm just. You know, like I have a hot take. Mm -hmm. Is when this I, a segment you do? Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> There's a graphic on the screen right now that says hot takes. What? <laughs> so I, I will say something and then decide if I believe it. Like that, like I, I'm going to, I'm just going to get granular about like, so what is the point of being alive if everyone agrees on everything all the time and doesn't say anything wrong? Otherwise we're just in a huddle. Right. Otherwise, we're just like, yeah, you like that movie? Love that movie. Great. I love it. Then what? We're the, the, the appetizer hasn't even come. Like, we have 
taken away the, well, maybe it could be this. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna agree with you in like three minutes. Sometimes you're on the fence, so you say it and you wanna hear the other person convince you out of it. Because I'm malleable, I'll, I'll change. Might, you can change my opinions. Or I might be 80% right. Like mm -hmm. I wanna know, you know? Right. So I think that this or this, but that, oh great, that's a good point. Okay, now I, oh, how am I supposed to know anything if I don't say the wrong thing? Like. I don't I say something and then I'll decide if it's true or not. Well, this is this is two I have two thoughts and we'll start with the f first thought that I have. It's very important what you're talking about, discourse because nowadays there's no discourse. It's straight to cancel. Yeah. And it's okay to I, Can I say something? It's okay it's okay to be wrong and it's okay yeah. to be convinced that you're wrong and say, "You know what? Now that I've talked to a I'd few people I'd rather be wrong than pretend I'm right." And I'd rather be interesting. And that's the most important thing. That's our thing. job as comedians. Don't, our job is not to be right. It's not to be loved. It is to like, you know, we're the court jesters. And, you know, uh, someone was talking about this the other day, that the role of the court jester, the role of that in, uh, you know, 16, 17, 1800s with royalty, it was to make sure that the royalty still had a sense of humor about themselves. Mm -hmm. Because if you're, if you don't right. laugh, something's up with you. Right. It's, it was literally to make no, sure. I get that. It was to make sure that the leaders were like still sane and right. weren't egomaniacal. Like, do you ever do those corporate gigs? Yeah, a lot. I do those corporate gigs and you roast the CEO. Yes. And the CEO knows, like they, they'll tell you they what to make fun it. of. They love it because the peasants... The, look at the pe give the crumbs to the peasants. Let them laugh. You know they all joke that Bob's on the boat every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, I'm, I can't believe Bob's here for the event and he's mm -hmm. not out on the boat. And they I all. I said uh, I did this <laughs> corporate event um, for this company called Lion Tree. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, I'd like to do it next year. It was a lot of. It was a like everyone. It was mm -hmm. like every head of every TV network, head of Discovery wow. Plus, head of like the founder. Discovery of Plus was there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do this. No, really? It was like every. Was the luggage channel? No, but there? it was like well, the most powerful people in the world were right there. And I was uh, in a lot was of. Was We TV there? Was We TV. Whitney, I, this is a huge gig for me. What What? What else was. What, was OnlyFans TV the there? Head of Tubi. Tubi was. was <laughs> the head of Roku. Was, the head of Quibi was there. Jeffrey Katzenberg was there. Quibi was there. Jeffrey Katzenberg was there. MySpace TV? And my, <laughs> was MySpace TV there? Oh my, how, Alta Vista video, was that there? Was AOL TV? GeoCities has what? a streaming service. Oh my God, SBC really? SBC Global was there. Uh, Pinterest, the, all of them. Oh my God, I gotta get, this is a huge, this would be such a big opportunity if I could be in front of all these 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 moguls. You know, this would be amazing. <laughs> it would change my career. Here's Who the, else was there? Here's the thing about you that kills me. Is Who that, else was? Is that when you're, because you're like, I think you're going to be like, you're like the Rodney, da you are Rodney Dangerfield, like in terms of you're going to get so famous and so successful and you're going to fucking blow your brains out because it's like you love shitting on your own career, which is like the I funniest thing ever, but you're going to get really successful and then you're going to seem like a bully. I wouldn't you're know. In the, you're in the sweet spot right now yeah. where you can do that and you're not an asshole. I wouldn't know what to, if everybody liked me or like I had mass, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't. I, I'm worried for you. Yeah, I would not know what to, because I've been the underdog my whole life. Yeah. High All, school, yeah. you know, like I, I was like tangentially in the cool group, but I wasn't, sure, sure. you know, Frank, Frank DeTore had a party. Frank Tatori, I love high school names, man. They're always wild. I have been trying to figure out where this guy is because this guy had, he lived, his house backed into my house and he had a party. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Lexington, Massachusetts. He had a party and 
the guest list was limited to, because you couldn't have everybody, right? It was limited How to- How long ago is this? This is high school, like junior year. Okay. For, listen, first of all, Frank Dettori, uh, this guy came out of nowhere. He was from Guam, okay? All of a sudden, he's the cool kid. I'd put in, I'd put in like 10 solid years with this group of people to be the cool kid. Frank comes out of nowhere, swoops in. All of a sudden, people are like, Frank's cool. He's exotic. He's from Guam. This is before Google. Nobody even knew what Guam was, okay? Turns out Guam's not that sexy, but Frank was cool. Frank decides to have a party, okay? The guest list, which is limited, he told me, apparently included everybody in the school except me. Okay, so it was the entire school and probably people from the schools in, you know, adjacent towns, minus me. And my house was right there. And this is how pathetic I, I was. I said, Frank, if somebody doesn't show up, can I? <laughs> Stop. It gets worse. It gets, now the producer's laughing. It gets worse. I said, Frank, because he lived in an area. This is before MapQuest. And by the way, MapQuest TV was at that convention, too. This is before this is before MapQuest or Siri or whatever, Apple Maps. He had It was a weird turn into his street. And I lived on the main street. So I said, Frank, what if I directed traffic, right? And then I came into the park. This is... <laughs> This is this is how pathetic I was, okay? And you wonder why I'm, I'm curious if people like me. Now, Frank has disappeared. He's like a ghost. I can't find him anywhere. But I never, I never went. What would you do went, if you did? I never went to, the, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> First of all, I'd, I'd show him my set. It's just for last Montreal with Steve Martin. That's what I'd show him. It is wild how much of a grip like one high school trauma can do to your the rest of your life. There was one girl. But you know it started way before that, by there the way. There was one bad, girl. Good news and bad news. Yeah, I, there was one girl, and I don't want to say her name, but I remember where we were because it was the exact same classroom say I was name. in. Say name. It was like eighth grade. I love high school names. I, I can't This is how you find the people you're looking for. You talk about them on a podcast and they'll reach out to you. But her name was like, it was like, Jean, it, listen, what happened? It was tragic. I don't want to say her name. What's her name? It, I don't know. It was tragic. She was sitting mid-room. Okay, I was behind. <laughs> Mid-room. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, your accent. Yeah. Uh, and the way I say pillow, you ever see when I'm on stage, I go pillow and people correct me? Like, I didn't know we're correcting people. We're pillow shaming the way people say pillow? <laughs> anyway, this this is this is tragic, okay? She was already too tall for her age. Okay? <laughs> that was me. And, and sort of picked on, and, um, and I felt bad for her. But one day in uh, social studies class, she sneezed mid- classroom so she's sitting a few chairs back i'm behind her because i was cool enough to be behind some people in the classroom i wasn't <laughs> back row cool anyway she sneezed that, i literally have never thought about that she sneezed where you what row you sit in is basically how cool you are well, i mean the dorks are up front <laughs> i've never thought of me the legit nerds and by the way i grew up when there were real nerds real nerds like they didn't want to be nerds like but they head, couldn't like headgear motherfuckers that's dude. right and like pocket protector type people real nerd not, races not, like fucking train tracks not this fake silver lake put on okay acne that was like bleeding just like incredible losers <laughs> <laughs> And they, and, and by the way, they're in style now, so they're winning. And they they started, my, you know, they, they started, run Los Feliz. Yeah, they, they they started Facebook and Google. They started running Hollywood. Yeah, you know how they got back at us? Mm. Algorithms. They started algorithms to screw with people like me. 
So anyway, she sneezed, Christina. She sneezed. I don't want to say her name. Christina, she sneezed. You don't know it. And a, Admit you don't a know loogie it. came out of her mouth, and it was it was going like this. And, and the whole class was like slow motion. And it hit the board. The teacher <laughs> is to the left writing. Loogie on the board. No way. Teacher no. pretends that How that small? doesn't see. Did you go to school, uh, school in a, a tiny wooden schoolhouse? No, this was, yeah, Louisa May Alcock. <laughs> we, did, I went to school with her. Did you go to school in the Crucible? Yeah, yeah, it was the Crucible. It was the Crucible Church. Yeah, I went to a, I was uh, <laughs> part of the, the uh, what do they call the people that make the silverware? Those people. Amish. Was, no, not the Amish. They don't make silverware. What do they make? They make um, dressers and uh, stuff like that. Who makes the silverware? The uh, Oneids or something? Oneida? I don't know. What. Oneida. Oneida, but who's the group? Shakers. Qu- shakers. How does, Pat knows everything. Quakers and Shakers. First of all, Pat doesn't know everything. Pat's done nothing for an hour. <laughs> We've been thinking nonstop. If I was doing nothing like Pat, Pat's over there, you know, on his dating app or something. And uh, yeah, Dude, the Quaker, the Shakers. He's thought he must be at Ashley Madison because yeah. he's married with two kids. Oh, is he? Is Ashley Madison still around? Uh, Remember, it was a dating site for married people. Ashley Madison TV. I have a deal coming up with them <laughs> that I got. I was at that convention that uh, that you were performing at. So it, I didn't even get to say my rose joke, but we'll. She. I, we're going to get to that. She, the loogie, she never lived that down to no, this day. You don't. That's a, her life's over. She should have just. Done. That Done. was junior high. Oh, so she's still no. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I remember the night of Frank Tatori's party. We you were need spooning. To check on her. We were spooning together. We're the only two that weren't invited. You and the Loogie? Yeah. <laughs> you and Loogie Christina? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, You're like, can you do that Loogie on my dick, yeah. bitch? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're- we didn't speak like that when I was coming up. First of all, we were not so enlightened as these young people with sex. We didn't have online resources. We sort of had to figure it out ourselves. I love that you call porn an online resource. Like, I remember when it came time for me to, um, you know, get it on for the first time. Yeah. I didn't know you had to take your hand and guide it in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that was with a uh, a younger erection. <laughs> so, did you fuck her in the asshole by accident? No, I, I, I hit the thigh and I was done. Have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> Things happen fast in those days. <laughs> oh no, the set's falling apart. <laughs> no, my Girl Scout cookie that I want to eat. Wait, really quick. Have you ever had a boba tea? Am I sweating? Is it getting hot in here? Have you ever? <laughs> yes, yeah, with those things. Yeah. Yeah. I had my first boba tea the other day. With Howie Mandel, right? No. Because that's who I had my first one with. Really? Just like three weeks ago. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. No, this was here. I was like really sick and I was trying to figure out something that I could actually eat and not puke up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, had my first boba tea and it literally felt like when a guy is fucking you and then like just tries to put it in your butt real quick and you're like, oh, whoa, like it, you never, or like when you're sucking a guy's dick and he put his hand on the back of your head and just like without telling you. you know, okay, so let me, let me get this straight. That's what a boba tea feels like to me. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're, you're just like, this is going great. And then you're like, oh, like it's too much. Okay, so the lesson Time's of- up, boba tea. The lesson of this- I was raped by a boba ball. <laughs> Wow. I was going to say, so the lesson is that you love Bobo D. I love but now it. That it has, I, if, now that if, it assaulted you. If I'm going to come that hard, please give me a heads up first. Well, I'll be honest with you. My experience was a lot different with yeah. the Bobo T. Yeah. I didn't feel assaulted at all and, I and rather it. enjoyed it. I love that. <laughs> so, why? Okay. So is this a Massachusetts thing, a guy thing or a guy I, in his 40s thing that 
you change the name of things for no reason. Because I don't know what the bobo it's, is. It's boba. Okay, I don't. But, but but isn't that a body part? The boba, the boba, the, <laughs> the boba. The, I was on the phone with him the other day, and he's like, "I'm at Nordstrom." No, I, I, it's Nordstrom. You, no, I, why do men pluralize department stores? Okay, wait, first of all, Whitney, who is clearly in control of the communication levels of this friendship. Okay, it starts with me texting her twice. She not returning my text, which leads us to stage uh, on stage at the Improv, and me attack. Her for, her for this, okay, which led to a really funny moment. We're gonna release the clips now. Whitney <laughs> jumps to but FaceTime. <laughs> I would never be that bold. You picked up. I picked up, and what was I wearing? Nothing. That's right. I thought you would get I, a kick again, out of that. I feel assaulted. I was in physical therapy. My shirt was off, and I thought, oh. well, you know, we need to get you into mental therapy, physical therapy. Let's That's do, not very let's nice. Do this and I disagree. The, do I this dis in the order of priorities here. Priority is my body. Getting What's my wrong body. With your body? Well, let's get into that in a minute. So now I, I'm going to write things down. Bobby. I downgrade to phone call because i'm not gonna like you i figure you're you're busy so i'm not gonna facetime you back or maybe i so i phone call you don't pick up again you're controlling the tempo of the communication i was in a meeting or something okay now i don't pick no, up when i'm in something i was excited you were calling i'm like this is a big deal this is this is like you know it, what i mean it was a pocket dial okay this, there yeah, i said it yeah so anyway then you call back a few minutes later i'm in nordstrom but Thank I say, you. you said, where are you? I'm like, oh my gosh, coming in a little tense here. I go, I'm, at, uh, I'm at Nordstrom's buying shoes. Now I'm thinking, this is going to impress I almost you. ran off the road. <laughs> I go, this is going to impress First of all, she's going to think, finally, a guy who cares about his shoes, he's got the money to shop in Nordstrom. This isn't like the last guy who's trying to impress you with whole whole grain coffee beans or whole coffee beans. This is a real, I'm in Nordstrom. Not only that, I got like two or three people around me. Boxes, boxes. This is like pretty woman, okay? They're excited. They're seeing dollar signs. Big okay? mistake. Huge. Yeah. So I say, I'm at, I'm at Nordstrom's buying shoes. And you go, why do men do that? I'm like, oh my God, I've upset Whitney. What, what, what did I do? Am I, am I not supposed to be at Nordstrom's? Is this, is this 10 years ago where I should have been buying shoes? Is there a new place? And she goes, why do men pluralize everything? I go, what do you mean? She goes, Nordstrom's. I'm like, oh my, she's so upset. Well, how, maybe I was in two Nordstrom's at the same time. But you know this is how you come off too, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> It's probably you. I programmed my name into his phone as WC, and he like had a conniption about it. Because like, I couldn't find you, and I, I had know, to call people. I had to go. I I have Whitney's number, but <laughs> you put it in the phone as WC, which is water closet. That's that my plumber is under WC. Okay. And so I couldn't find you. So somebody had to give me your number. Then I put it in and WC comes up. You couldn't just put Whitney Cummings. I mean, it's like, this it's a feels, little this like. This feels like. It's a little. This feels like um, something that. Brag. There's, this is something that should be uh, like slightly frustrating. And it to you is like enervating. Yes. Uh, yeah. Irate. Yeah. I mean, you could have a W Cummings. Like, I'm doing Whitney. I'm doing Cummings. I'm spelling it different ways. W. Maybe this, Maybe it's H. Maybe it's Hitney Cummings. Maybe it's, you know, Cummings with a K. I, you know, I'm trying, like, everything. And uh, and then it didn't matter because I text you and you don't return the text. <laughs> so I've changed it now. So if anybody wants to hack my phone, you can get Whitney's number. I've changed it to Whitney Cummings. The Whitney Cummings. I think my number's on Reddit. Who cares? Yeah, why didn't you just go on Reddit? My number, I get doxxed all the time. Everyone has my number but you. Yeah. 
do, do you return the Reddit's people's texts? I'm sure you sometimes, do. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm sometimes. Sure you do. I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. Um, okay, so the uh, uh, one of the roast jokes I did at, like, just to the point of people love being roasted, if you do it right, mm-hmm. uh, and people that sign up for it, enjoy it. Like, we're what we're doing now is we're giving, com- we're pushing comedy on people, for free, by the way, uh, on Twitter and during the day when no one wants comedy. You're talking about us? Yes. Yeah. We're doing this. Yes. I'm actually, uh, uh, like, comics need to stop. But, like, here's the thing. No, no, here's the premise. Because I got it. I got it. But hold on. Hot take. Hot, hot take. Hot take, everybody. Is it hot in here? Is it hot in here? I'm sweating. I think what you're trying to say no, is. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Just let me, I'm not trying to say it. I'm saying okay, it. Say not it. as quickly as you want me to because you're making me fucking fluster. Comedy is meant to be delivered in the dark at night when you have a drink and no one can see in your. Not necessarily. Okay, well, you okay. do festivals. Cool. During the day, you do comedy at 2 p.m. Congratulations. But hold on, let me finish, which is, and we don't know. Uh, what we're going in between. Mm -hmm. So we go, I'm going to do this abortion joke or Roe v. Wade overturning joke. And then I send it out there and I assume everyone follows who I follow. I assume everyone's following comedians. Yeah. Not true. A lot, you know, so you can't control what tweet you're you're below and above. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that great abortion joke could have gone below a 10 toddlers just got shot in the face at an elementary school and Trump's running again. And then Mm -hmm. you've got your Roe v. Wade thing and people are like, fuck this. And it's two o'clock and they're at work. Right. So I think that this whole thing of like, we're getting canceled. It's like, well, stop doing comedy for people that aren't comedy fans. I would be really fucking annoyed at football if I was like doing what I do. And someone's like, football, you need to learn about football. I look at this football play. And I'm like, I'll watch football when I turn it on. I'll watch football when I go to a football game. Don't push it on me when I don't want it. Right. We're doing that. And then we're mad people aren't like, uh, we're jamming free comedy down their throats and we're mad when they're like, I'm at work. Can you not? Right. I I think you're, you're correct that comedy written doesn't work as well as comedy. We tweet a thing and then we're wondering why the people way, are offended because they delivered it the way, they're not comics. Even Steve Martin, who has such a defined voice, had trouble on Twitter. With the arrow? It was misunderstood. No, he didn't. You know, he just, they people don't get it. So yeah, I tweet a lot less. That's not where comedy should be. Where should it be? TikTok? In TikTok, Instagram yes. stories? But here's the thing. Comedy is such a recent invention, you know? It is? Stand-up? Yeah, I mean, it's... Not that recent. It's been going on for a hundred years. Eighty years? Than that. They've been... There was Stand-up a, comedy. Yeah, they used to... The philosophers used to, like, do sort of, you know, this type of thing. Yeah. Which ones? I don't know. I might have, may have made that up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel I, like... You don't have Socrates first... But First album? I mean, <laughs> Descartes killed. Those guys were, those Descartes guys were, had the best closure of all the philosophers. Those guys were such fucking hacks. Hey, y'all. Me again. Here mm. to talk about your body. Mm. There's nothing comedians like talking about more than other people's bodies. That's true. And all their crevices, all their curves, Cracks and all their edges, and, yeah. and all their perfect imperfections. ZogDoc, I'm just going to go, is such a great service that... Uh, you know, I understand that the people working there are having to like come up with ways to sell it. Yeah. I don't think you need to. It's the best thing in the world because one day your boss is going to look at you and go, 
find a doctor who will fix my costochondritis. <laughs> and first you have to figure out how to spell that. But do once you, you really want to throw stones and, from no, no. impronounceable conditions? Correct. But I do, do really want to throw kidney stones in no, this direction. No, but I'm just saying you could just go on ZocDoc. You can type that baby right in and it'll say, here are seven doctors or however many doctors in your area who will fix that problem for your boss. And, and if, you don't even have to call them. ZocDoc is genius. You, It's like Uber for doctors. That's exactly Am I allowed to say is. that? I, yeah, I don't know. Or what. like grinder for doctors. <laughs> it is. That's what it. It's Tinder for doctors. It's like you're able to find a doctor in your area that actually yeah. takes your insurance. That you can see a picture of them so you know if they're creepy. Also, not like like a. <laughs> It's, it's a factor but also real doctors right. they're not like gurus they're not like like magicians chiropractic they have not bone magicians medical degrees medical degrees people that went to a college with tools and little mini hammers that hit your knee yes. like real yep. they have tongue depressors <laughs> Say ah. Uh. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, very important, and are available when you need them. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Whitney and download the ZocDoc app for free. Why not do it? Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Game changer. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Whitney. ZocDoc.com slash Whitney. Uh, okay, let's talk about Blissy. Blissy. Blissy is a silk pillowcase company. I have been talking about silk pillowcases since I had a blog 20 years ago called princesscomplex.com. It was a tumbler. Uh, fucking <laughs> do your own research on that, you tinfoil hat dork. Okay, so people ask me, why do I have such good skin? Ba-da-da. No, like it's, uh, you know, not because I eat babies. You can't do that anymore. What I do is I've always been sleeping on silk pillowcases yeah. because what happens is you put the product on your face before you go to bed, all these incredible night creams and serums and all the stuff that you're spending all your money on, and then you put your face on the silk, on the regular pillowcase and the cotton absorbs everything. It also yeah. gets all the moisture out of your hair, which is why your hair breaks Frizzy. and is dry and why you look like Phil Spector. Exactly. Yeah. So, Case in point. Silk pillowcases also, when you sleep at night, um, uh, it makes it so that your skin isn't just being like dragged on down. itself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. you're not going to wake up, you know, and look like um, people on Reddit <laughs> say I look. Yeah, exactly. Grace, take it away. Um, Blissey is the perfect thing to get somebody for the holidays. The holidays are right around the corner. Why not give them the gift of better sleep? And it comes in like a gorgeous little box. That with, is true. Like, tissue paper. It comes like... It's a perfect. The bar is low for Grace, you guys. That I, you could give me. If you think uh, the like, box is awesome, wait till you see what's inside. I'm like a child of the depression. I'm like yeah. the box is enough. So Grace's favorite part of the product <laughs> is this. That's beautiful paper. <laughs> Okay, but it's but it, you get a little you get a little mask. Okay, you can this get is a, a little night like, mask. I sleep with one of these every night. Yeah. Um, from Blissey and it's truly changed my life. They're so comfortable. They're so soft. It comes in like a beautiful little drawstring bag. You pull that on on a plane, people are like, upgrade her. They she should be in first class. Why is she back here in a middle seat in economy? Try it now. Risk free for 60 nights and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash Whitney and use our code to get an additional 30% off. Your the skin, skin and, and hair, hair will thank, thank you. you. B-L-I-S-S-Y. It's a pillow company not hooked on phonics. I think that comedians, our thing is like, First Amendment, I can say whatever I want. And someone's like, I don't think that's funny. And we're like, no First Amendment for you. Like, that's yeah. bratty. It's mm -hmm. fucking bullshit. Comedians, like, 
this has always happened. We're not supposed to hear the feedback. We're not supposed to. It's like, you know, when you. I agree. You know, when you leave a venue and there's crowds of people talking about the show. Yeah. I will just turn around. Because right. someone's going, I love this. But like this, I don't, I'm so afraid they all have the right to have all the opinions. I think if you're coming to my show, you're usually pretty happy, whatever. But like, we're not supposed to hear people's feedback. You're supposed to make a movie and it put it out. You get the box office, and then you assume anyone that didn't come wasn't interested. Right. Like we, right. we've always the had numbers sh- speak. For the, the numbers s- used to troll us. Yes. Right. So it used to be like, oh, your movie made three million dollars. It was a bomb, and you're like, yeah, these all these people said no, thank you. Right. They didn't even go in to then say I hate this, but like that was we didn't focus on that because it was like we're not supposed to hear the water cooler conversation. People have to talk about entertainment. A movie comes out, I hated it. I loved it. What we just talked about before, whether they believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Right. You have to have an opinion and we're just hearing their opinions and i believe that you know people that hate comics people that are trashing us they're our best publicists they're they're helping us i I, hate it i know but then don't read it but i I try not to but what bothers me is when they're so wrong on the facts when it's not even close to this is what happened to me this is what happened to me so but you have to accept that comedians we are obsessed with truth we're obsessed with justice a lot of people do not have time to do the re- they say sloppy shit that's trash i hated that like but they need to do that it's fine mm-hmm. female comedians the most hated species of people on the planet don't you think um i don't know most hated species see this is why no you can't date anyone you're so you know what i'm saying and you're uh, intentionally taking it literally <laughs> For no reason. Um, I'm sorry, but can't we have discourse? Yes. Didn't we discuss discourse earlier? No, but this is why you can't date anybody <laughs> because is, if if, I, if you say anything wrong, you just that's snap. What you're yeah, doing. Yeah. That's who you're. You are looking in a mirror because because Whitney Cummings. I don't want you to feel that. I don't want you to have that complex. I, I think female comedians are having their time. I think there's there's now. You, I, I yeah. I, I never talk. I ne- I am the person that is like. We forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness and we deserve peace. I didn't sign it. I didn't say, I, I said I want to be able to make a living doing comedy. I never said on my vision board, every single person has to love me. Mm-hmm. If if they do, you're probably not a very good comedian. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't want- You can't be loved by everyone. If you are loved by everyone, I would, I wouldn't be- You're I, boring. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. You're not yeah. taking risks. Yeah. Like, you're not, you know, and so- But I do agree there is a prejudice against female comedians. It's not even a pre- I don't okay, even- Okay, then I can't agree with you. I can't win. I I can't win. I even disagree with that, that there's a prejudice. But I'm saying it because I'm trying to be nice to the host. And then I was going to tell Alex or Mike, whatever his name is, we edit that out later. Pat! Pat, edit that out. Mark it, edit it out. There is no prejudice. Female comedians are all doing better than me, as far as I can tell. Okay? I'm doing my podcast out of a, a, a Shasta, which Whitney couldn't even get the graphic right. What's wrong with it? With a truck. She called it a truck. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is, dude. Like, it's a shaft that you go camping in and look at the, the, the there's a thing for oh, kerosene a oil. No, I, there's a microphone. I love, this is all hand drawn. I love I give up. I retire I love today. The image. I just don't think it should be your podcast image. Okay, well get, get me a new one. Like I, you how do you pick art that makes you less famous? <laughs> I'm already like, uh, why, like what are you doing? I don't know. I've done everything wrong. I, re- I really I gotta get out. I think I, it's time for me to retire. I think it's time. No, this is the, this is this is like this is the time for you. Like it's gonna it's about to be your time. I don't know. What are you basing that on? Because it's because convenience. It's like uh, the best is always yet to come. As long as you don't lose your mind or kill yourself or get sick, like I think comedians are at their best 
after oh, oh, so you don't see anything particular in my career. You're the best you've ever been, and you're only to get better. And now people are really talking about you. You know, you had like a really big setback. You know, I don't even think we need to talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. of just like you were introduced to the world in a way that was just like not fair, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, people now are like, that guy's fucking hilarious. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, the one thing I will say is that um, if that didn't happen and you had become like a sensation when you were like, whatever, 25, 30, and been the most. It, Maybe the universe, maybe that wouldn't have right like, served me well. For me, I don't. I personally don't really want to get any more famous. Like I, I, I it's, it's like I know hmm. it doesn't end well for anyone. Makes you a target. Mm-hmm. Life gets way less fun. You know, it's really hard to make to know why people want to be friends with you. It's really stressful. Mm. It's really like, you know, I'm not complaining. I like no, it all I makes just, sense. I know psychologically when I look back and I'm like, I didn't get this and I didn't get this. I'm like, had I gotten it, I probably would have. I think you got it. Uh, I think you've done very well. Thank you, but I look at and things. I, it, I've mostly failed. No, you know? no. I, I I admire and respect you so much for what you've accomplished in your work. I really do. <laughs> and and on that note. Give me, give me career advice. I'd be curious. Okay, we'll get to it in a second. We'll get to it because in a second. I really, I, well, and I saw I think- you sort. I saw. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have interrupted myself because I saw a visceral look in your eye that me saying that, you know, maybe physically ill. No, I think it. Uh, this is why you're single. I think it touched you. I think. I think it's good for you to hear that. Like, you did it. You did what nobody else has done. I mean, I wish I could have created my own sitcom. And I would have called it Whitney. I wish, I wish, I wish. I like Christine, Loogie uh, Girl. Yeah. I wish, I bet I'm the same height as her now. I wish, I wish I could have created another show called Two Broke Girls and just bought properties all over Southern California (laughs) and the the 50 continental states. He goes, by the way, this is my favorite. This is why i mean no, no one makes me fucking laugh like you so uh which is tricky because i go like the funniest people a lot of times are the most discontent people and can't enjoy and just we see the world in a way that no one else sees it and i think the things that most people enjoy we don't get it and the you know so i do in my backyard i have like a mountain like a beautiful view and uh during the pandemic a lot of my friends had movies coming out and specials and they couldn't do premieres they <laughs> could a good story yeah. so i was doing these outdoor screenings for my friends and we'd have like influencers over and people and we'd pose it and then so i i spent all this like i'm like i should do an outdoor screening room because it seems like this whole pandemic thing might not go away and schultz his he came over like we put a special up like i'm having yeah. pe- like let's have premieres here yeah. that yeah. no one yeah. has to worry about going so I have these like swings. It's really a wonderful moment. I I don't enjoy it. I'm with you. I'd never go over there except when someone comes over to show them. Yeah. And uh and so I put the screen down. I'm like trying to like go like Orny, look at this. We can like impress me. You can say yeah, yeah. I can try yeah, yeah. try to press you. I it's put part the, of the tour. I put the screen down. Outdoor screening room. It's like. It's pretty fucking amazing. We did. I did MTV Cribs recently, and yeah. it's like you know, it's like the cool moment. And he was like, "Well, this blocks the view." <laughs> yeah, just blocked the view. <laughs> Made no sense to me. Well, there's a beautiful view. Screen comes down. Now my view is Andrew Schultz. <laughs> That's not what I paid all this money for for this property. I could do that at my house. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then. Then the screen starts going up, and I'm like, is this part of the tour over? Like, I thought we were going to project something on the screen. I thought you were going to show me, like, how many, like, you know, how great and clear the image is. Screen, beautiful view, mountains, 
There's deer. There's mountain lions. There's there's foliage. There's no foliage anywhere. It's fall in California. There's no fall in California except outside of Whitney's house. This screen. <laughs> now I'm staring at a blank screen, which is how I would define my career. And Whitney goes, uh, I go, what's that? I go, I just lost the view. She goes, but isn't this great? I go, well, the view, we just... I was enjoying the view. And then the screen goes up. Whitney walks away. And I, now, this is how the entire tour of the property goes. We had to get started. I had to get dressed. I have to go, Whitney, am I supposed to follow you? <laughs> but, but. Am I, I'm still sitting here. But you how do you not know? We're moving on. How do you not know? Like, oh yeah, I'll just follow her. I he's, don't, he I sat, by the way, he sat in a chair that is like the only chair I have that's not dangerous. Yeah, I almost fell out. In of my it. house, he sat in it like it was a rocking chair. You just sat in it. Whitney, you have to tell me if to go. The tour continues now. It's two inches. This chair is literally two inches off the ground. Mm -hmm. There's no way to injure it. He sat in it. Almost Can you imagine if I sat next to you on the swing? How creepy that would have been. <laughs> almost flipped. To view the screen. Hey, come on. Come over and view the why, view the screen. Why is sitting on a swing with a man so sexual? Like, why can't two grown adults sit on a swing and it not be a date? Because, Whitney, there are about eight <laughs> other seating options around it. So if I'm sitting on the swing, stuff's happening. Stuff is going down. Okay? And I'm not talking about the screen. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. And then the tour continues. And this is like, I go, what, what's happening? Oh, now we're over here. Then we go sit in another section. Okay, so he goes, why do you live out here? And I'm like, let me show you. And yeah. then he's like, why are you showing me? Yeah. Well, even just, first of all, getting off the highway. And the, from the highway to the house. I'm not I'm not doing this. Is already too... We, we're doing it. You sound, <laughs> you sound just like Bobby Lee on my podcast. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Did I'm, he say that? By the way, we don't have headsets and this still works. Why do podcasts have headsets? It is, it's, you know what I think it is? I think it's a prop Yeah. that, uh, not for, not for Rogan. Rogan, it's the, the headset is a really big part of it. Why so is it? Just, well, just kind of like, it's, um, I don't know. For some reason on Rogan, it may, there's something psychological about, about just, uh, I think being in it with, it's like a Pavlovian thing. I don't know why. I mean, his voice is so hypnotic. Uh, I love it because I inter I have like Tourette's OCD where I like interrupt people when I get excited and I, I can't control it all the time. I'm on uh, Prozac now and it's helpful. I'm glad you're aware of this. <laughs> no, I wanted to bring it up. I have it on my, my notes on my phone to bring it up, but after the podcast, I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. We talk about everything on the podcast. Okay, okay. okay. When you, after you, there will never make eye contact again unless it's on the podcast. <laughs> See, that's my thing is like, I. I don't know when comedians are around each other off camera. We're kind of just like, well, like I don't know. I, for some reason on podcasts, I feel like we bring out our best. Selves. I'm new to this. I'm new. I've been closed I can and tell. not open. I'm not. I'm not a good guest. <laughs> I'm joking. I? I'm a horrible guest. But why don't I? You're an amazing guest. I. I. You're because killing me. My my philosophy from the beginning of my career, <laughs> starting in Boston and then New York, was to go in, do my work, do the best work I can, yeah. and then just go home and go home and write and take notes after shows and say this went right, this went wrong, and 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 really master the craft. That's yeah, you really I, are. I love writing. I love coming. You're up like with a new the premise. a cobbler. I, I am a cobbler. I am, I'm the guy you go to and you yeah. say, my my joke is broken. And I love that about you. But yeah, I love that about you because I think a lot of people now are just like, I write on stage. I And I'm like, what? I am such a fucking 
dork about comedy mm -hmm. because I care so much about the audience and I care so much about like entertaining them and this whole thing of like having a notebook just being like what else is happening yeah anyway what are you it's just like I saw one time at the Pasadena Ice House it, it changed me forever and I'm curious about moments in your life that like you know I think sometimes it takes a long time to change something about yourself but mm -hmm. then something happens mm -hmm. and it's like boom done I did, that would have taken me 10 years had I not seen this thing or experienced this moment, which I was at the Pasadena Ice House. And I always watch, I like to watch, I love comedy. Like mm. I love comedian. I, I, I watch people's sets. Yeah. I also want to know what people are doing because yeah. I want to make sure I'm never doing anything close. And so I'm at the Pasadena Ice House. I'm on next and someone's on and uh, whatever comic it was, was like, uh, hey, so where are you from? And then the person was like, uh, Mississippi or whatever it was. And then he's like, okay, mm, what about you? Where are you? And a man stood up in the third row and went, He's from Florida. He's from Pasadena. He's from Texas. Can you please just tell some fucking jokes? Wow. And it changed my brain forever. In, in what way? Well, because I was just like, I am never going to, uh, well, coming up as a comic, seeing so many uh, successful comedians waste stage time by being mm -hmm. like, anyway, what else is going on? Or doing stuff that they've already done in specials or just being self-indulgent. I was like, I will never do that because I'm sitting here ready to fucking entertain these people. And you're kind of just like. It is a privilege to be on stage. I, I take it really, really seriously. I love to hear that. And, and you have all day to prepare. Well, it's your job. Yeah. yeah. It's like when comics come up and like, anyway, what else is happening? It's like, you had to work 15 minutes today. <laughs> like just cancel something. There's 19 I'll people. Tell you, I'll tell you a secret. I have, and I'll go on stage tonight and I have an objective every time. I have notes and I hit this, hit this. Sometimes it's one line. And this is why you're not, you didn't bomb like the other ones because a lot of people go on and they just go like, oh, well, I've been funny before. So I'm going to coast. Half the people there don't know you. And they're like, I'm just going to kind of come and phone it in. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's why those people were bombing and you killed. Yeah, so sometimes it's be more likable. Sometimes it's at sprinkle in, take more beats. Sometimes it's, you know, and it's always something in challenge. Always challenge yourself to be better. So, yeah, it drives me nuts when people get up on stage and just sort of like... The audience is coming to see the people that are the best at this. Especially in L.A., Yes. These group shows. So when come when come, someone just wants to do stand-up because they want to impress a girl or they want to get laid or whatever like that, the audience is like, I drove here. Mm -hmm. I got a sitter. We watch comedy. We know what good comedy is, and it's and you're being sloppy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, comedy is also like your outfits. Like, you know, sometimes you get to a point where you go, I have nothing new to wear. I just don't feel good. Yeah, go to and Nordstrom's. That, right. Go to Nordstrom's, plural, and get your pillows. <laughs> and you you have to you have to like there was two weeks ago I thought I'm not looking forward to getting up on stage. I need to change that. I need to write to the point True where I'm excited shirts. to get up on These stage. These are great men's t shirts. What is is this from it's, the last guy? It's called True Classic. Oh am I doing an ad now? <laughs> and <laughs> uh, promo just, code Whitney. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'd like them to sponsor What's Wrong with Trucks. You have with Orny Adams. It's a Shasta, according to you. Shasta. Okay. With the Impalos. So you get decision fatigue. Yes, absolutely. I do not make game time decisions. I basically, on Sundays, I know I get made fun of for this, fine. I It really works for me because my ADD is so intense and I get really bad like decision paralysis because mm -hmm. perfectionism leads to procrastination, mm -hmm. which leads to paralysis, right? So I make as many decisions as Where's I- Where's that t-shirt? <laughs> 
on myspace.tv. <laughs> and uh, uh, I like to make as many decisions as possible on Sundays. I pick out every outfit for the week on Sunday. Remember you came into my closet with me? And yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah, hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Because if if you come over and I need to make, and I, I just, I just, I clam up. And Can I ask you something about the closet? That's not what? my closet though. That's a that's a different. Okay, I understand you have more clothes than that. What? <laughs> that's my like when like you costume <clears throat> closet. When you took your shirt off in front of me, mm -hmm. was I supposed to turn around <laughs> or was I supposed to like try and get a little side? You tell me. I turned around <laughs> you did. because I I thought this is so. What happened? He was, also, by the way, saw a saw a white little like ankle sock on the floor. I was like, I think that's a tampon. Your tampon's out. Well, I, I mean, was like, Orny, this is a sock. Do you think my pussy is this large? Well, not that. I thought maybe your flow was that I'm much. I'm not that super. Okay. Well, so Whitney takes her, she goes, takes a bra out and is now going to put the bra on for the podcast. Okay. In case you're wondering how much I had to endure before we got in front of the microphone. I am the female Louise K. Yeah, I, ju I just realized that. I like saw like the side of your, and I go, this isn't right. And I like turned around. Like a like a nerd, like I yeah, I should have taken you're a that, fucking dork. I should dude. have taken that in. That was my moment, right? You were testing me. You're like, <laughs> no, let's see if he's a real man. It's a power move. Can yeah. you uh, <laughs> can you strap the bra for me? Can you? <laughs> What's up with men? And still, when they try to take a woman's bra off, they go for the front clasp. Okay, I don't speak for all men. But um, I think it depends on oh, the age. Oh, now you're not literal all of a sudden. No, I, I think that um, it really depends what era you came up in, okay? So I'm now. so old, it was still back bra. So I still go for the back. But I, I remember like 10 years out of college, uh -huh. it switched to the front. There was no notice. There was no sort of like, hey, everybody, it's now in the front. And so you'd go for the back and she'd go, <clears throat> it's in the front. And you're humiliated, okay? At that point, you're like, I don't know if I can keep it up anymore because I've now been scolded for my bra taking off technique as if i haven't done this before I hate so it. eventually but, it's gonna move also, to don't pretend that you weren't fucking like fucking trying to be david copperfield with one hand like could you guys <laughs> when they go with one hand like Fuh. i'm like do you do you think that's a turn on that you can take a bra off with one hand do you think we're like oh that's so hot he's taking off so many bras. these are like the guys from the guys you don't know how that's when... cuter it's like how we pretend we haven't done this before pretend you haven't done it before i can do that i'm very good at that yeah. Because you guys keep switching the enclosure. Pretty soon it's going to be like, <clears throat> it's on the side. It's on the side. It's actually, excuse me, it's actually Bluetooth enabled. So you're going to need to go on your phone, download an app, and then you're going to have to sync up to my it's bra. Actually, no, it's and actually, then you're going to have to un, unhinge it via Bluetooth. This is a device controlled by the clapper. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, in the last, like, 10 years hooking up with guys, I feel like they always, like, they'll be, like, here. And I'm like, what are you Where doing? Where are they? And they're like, oh, I'm looking for the class. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you don't announce it. Yeah, I feel like these people have been hooking up with a lot of like um, handicap people or something. <laughs> Somebody is going to invent the Bluetooth enabled bra via app and I'm going to be out of money. This was, <laughs> Howie Mandel would turn this into like <laughs> half of his studio be like, what's going on over there, Howie? Oh, that's the Bluetooth enabled bra section. So that you never have to touch a woman's breast. Yeah, you never. <laughs> There is the UK under boob sweat. I mean, that's a thing. No, I was in. I his, noticed. I was on his podcast. No, I was on his podcast, and the lead singer from Kiss was there. Yeah, what is his name? Gene, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. I got it before you, buddy. <laughs> it was a tie. So, <laughs> are you the? I feel like you're the person that will like go to dinner with a friend 
And when you leave the restaurant, you'll like race to the car. I can't wait. When I'm out with somebody, I just can't wait to get home. Do you still race people in parking lots? No, I'm not. Are you sure? Are you the guy that even now you leave Applebee's and you're like, Excuse me. Excuse me. Don't insult me and then double insult me with Applebee's. Don't top the insult with Applebee's. How dare you come for Applebee's? Applebee's is amazing. What's your restaurant? Okay. The last time I was in an Applebee's. Yeah. The last time I was. What's your like chain? Uh, It used to be cheesecake. Why did it stop? I, I just don't eat that anymore. I don't know why. There's no cheesecakes around me. But if I'm on the road, I'll go <laughs> but, to cheesecake. I know I'm not going to get food poisoning. But cheesecake, go to fact, cheesecake. The amount of food they give you makes it so you never have room for the cheesecake. Yeah, right. You don't, I can't you get that to have go. cheesecake at the end. But my salad is like a. It's this. It's wild. The amount of food they give. The last time I was at Applebee's, I go into the bathroom, the men's bathroom, and on the top of the trash is a pregnancy test. Oh my god. And it's positive. Okay, it's first of all it's in the men's bathroom, which means she must have gone into They decided in Men the middle can of Men be pregnant now. Okay. <laughs> but it. this was this is 10 years ago, 15 years ago. She deci- they decided mid-date at Applebee's. Maybe we should check just to make sure if I'm pregnant. So she goes into the woman's room, takes a pregnancy test, must hand it off to him in the men's room for verification, and then they don't even cover it up. They don't even, like, wrap it. It's just sitting there. And I said, you know what? These are not the people I want to be eating fried food with. I'll have my corn fritters that, uh, I'll tell you what goes, doesn't go on a Cheesecake Factory. There aren't pregnancy tests. No, people aren't taking COVID tests. There's no, everybody goes there and they eat. Also, I'm pretty sure the name of the restaurant is Applebee. Applebee's. <laughs> I go from the, you know, the, there's a Cheesecake so Factories. Like your Cheesecake Factories next to Nordstrom's at the Groves. P.F. Chang's, that, Groves. Is, that is correct. So uh, I remember, so, God, when was this? It was when eBay kind of first started, or Craigslist, sorry. When Craigslist first started, there were lots of women mm-hmm. that would, when they were pregnant, they would sell positive pregnancy tests wow. to other women so I could go to you and go, wow. I need a thousand bucks to take care of this. Wow. And I remember going, fuck, why? And when I was yeah. 21, I would totally have. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, not 21. I just mean. When would you have been the one selling the pregnancy bring- test or would you have been the one? Buying the pregnancy When you're test. broke, the kind of thing, like this guy's a fucking asshole anyway. He cheated on me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a shithead. We're breaking up anyway. I can yeah. see myself before I got into a program to reparent my brain and out of the scarcity complex of like, it's me versus the world and I'd like mm-hmm. have to do anything to survive. Uh, I can see myself being like, oh, that's a kind of good racket. It's <laughs> interesting. I haven't heard of that yeah. one. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow! Yeah, that's it's like love. I have a, a, the the tests of when I was positive for COVID, and I mean I saved them. You saved them? <laughs> yeah, that's like a little I, weird. I might need them. You oh really? Know. Yeah. Just can't make it. And yeah. You said a pi- I mean I've done it. I'll just send a picture of the positive COVID test. I'm like, but can't make it. Sorry. I would <laughs> just take a pen and just fill it in. Just two lines. There you go. I think that would that it would be obvious. <laughs> I like to call. I like to turn calling in sick into arts and crafts. That's what I like <laughs> I to do. Say, you're going. You're at fucking getting watercolors from fucking CVS. Oh yeah, no, I would go to uh, Jones Fabrics. I turn into a, a whole <laughs> jo- day. Joanne. Joanne's Fabrics. Why can't fabrics. men say anything? Why do you hate men so much I, that oh, you have I to put us in a group? I, what if I said, why do women this? Why do women? I'd be do canceled. It. You probably have the career you want. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. I want to get back to what's your career advice for Ornie Adams? No, but I just I want to get back to your story on the internet, what happened to you. Okay, right, I right. want to get back to, right, all this I stuff down. I think that certain people pluralize things on purpose, and I or I never no, know. No, I'm not trying to be ironic but here's or the other funny. Thing. Sometimes I try to go like, it's like me going like, you have food in your teeth. Like, it's Nordstrom. Like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's a... Uh, but if you say, I'm at Nordstrom I like when people, cor- I like when people correct me. Like, I was saying things wrong. Well, then you're with the right guy. I used to say, it's the best thing since life's bread. And finally, someone went, what did you just say? And I went, it's the best thing since life's bread. And she was like, it's sliced bread. I was mm. like, what? Yeah. I've been saying this wrong my whole life and no one's corrected me. Yeah. Like, I look like such a fucking idiot. And then I said. Oh, you were doing that on purpose. No. I mean, not on purpose. I thought it was. You were legit stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say any aphorisms or adages wrong? Sure, I do. I say Nordstrom's. I get stuff wrong all <laughs> the time. Say, I thought it was Chester drawers. I got to be honest with you. There's a misconception that I'm intelligent, and I'm not. I get stuff That's wrong what all intelligent people the say. time, all the time. In yeah. fact, people go, oh, what's your IQ? People say, what's your IQ? That means nothing. I don't even know what IQ stands for. I thought it stood for like intelligence quiz. That's why, And then I looked it up and it, and it said intelligent quotient. I don't even know what quotient means. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. I mean, what do you think? Uh, do you know what .com stands for? .com, yes. The, there's a website and then there's a dot. But what does comm stand for? Communication. (laughs) Communal. Uh, Why are you laughing? Because it's so close to what Wendy thought it was. I thought it was dot computer. Okay, wait. uh, Dot, uh, what is it? Compadre? Commerce. Oh, really? Uh But here's the thing. Why do we need that knowledge at all? We don't. (laughs) That is such nonsense. It really is. Do you know what... uh, because uh, TV stands for. Because you're gonna be on a date with some girl you like, and you're gonna say it stands for doc communication, and that you won't fuck you. Be be. That is what is hot about men. You know shit I don't know. I think that's hot when a guy's like, oh, you know that this actually meant that golf stands for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. I, it's not. I love that. shit. But then it becomes mansplaining. You can't be having mansplaining. Okay, really? I, I come from. You just got more attractive. To I me. come. I come from mansplaining because men know all the stuff. How else are we going to learn it? But how do we know everything if we can't get Nordstrom's if we're pluralizing things? Because I think you guys pretend to be dumb on purpose sometimes. And uh, I suspect a lot of the guys you're dating are dumb. They're actually <laughs> dumb. I haven't met them, but I'm I'm suspecting. So here's what here's what you guys do. Like it's like when guys pretend they don't know how to work the dishwasher, so that we're like, I'll do it. Like I think a lot of time I do it. Sometimes too, I'll be like, I can't open this, and so that someone will do it. Is for that me. what the whole coffee making thing was about? Because you were no, like, no, I genuinely the, the plug is- didn't work. Then you couldn't get the coffee. Then you couldn't turn the coffee maker. She goes, I can't turn the coffee maker no, off. Was- I walk over, I press the button, put a little force into it, a little, little, you know, testosterone. Is that how you finger women? I feel like it is. But right, you just think about that as much as you want, and so you know what I'm saying. I'll go right into the camera. You can have that for later. So you trying to take the bra? <laughs> but no, I. that's why I got so mad because I do sometimes pretend I don't know how to do something to set a precedent that this is not something I'm going to do forever. Yeah. So you, and then someone will go, I'll just do it. And I think guys, I think we are, women right now are, um, uh, are think that receiving help means you're weak or dumb. Mm-hmm. And we're not, men like to, need to have a purpose. They need to have something to do. They need to, fit, you know. So you want to go back to more traditional role playing of 
cis male no, am I saying thing. this correct no but this thing where women are just like I'll do it you're an I'll do it I'll yeah. do it it's like just let someone else do something for it's like when women are like I can open my own door thank you mm. it's like okay well right. just let him do it for him right. like what else? men need something to do yeah like I you're agree. so independent that you have what 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 do I you do, you have a dildo you have your own fucking car you make your own money got it like why do you need me Mm, you know, so yeah. I think that for me, I have to go out of my way to go like, I am so independent. I worked really hard. But if I want to be in a partnership, I mm -hmm. can't be this independent. Right. You know, because like it's like it. we have different love languages. It's like me giving you a gift and you not opening Why it. Why is everybody saying love language all of a sudden? Why are we saying green flags, red flags? What? What? I don't care what you love. Your love language is that I know how to turn on the coffee maker. This sounds real easy. This sounds like a, a home run. <laughs> Remember David Letterman? No. <laughs> Used to throw. I. You don't remember David Letterman? I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I love him. I'll tell you, I did both shows in the same year, which was a huge accomplishment for yeah. me. Yeah. And when I did Letterman, it felt very cold. It felt very sort well, of. Well, he does keep his studio at fifty-eight degrees. They it changed my opening joke. This is going back twenty-five years. In New York City, there used to be you would take the bus. You would do shows and you'd go uptown on a on a train or a subway and then you go cross town on a bus. And I'm going cross town on a bus and there's an ad on the bus and it says, chances are somebody in the bus has lupus. I look around, I'm the only one on the bus. I'm like, I, I got lupus. This was my opening joke for years. Then it closes with, right, me going to the doctors and then, you know, he or me calling the doctor's office and then they're saying, is this the guy with lupus? Okay, so it calls back to the end. The day I'm doing Letterman, I'm in the hotel and George Shapiro, my manager at the time, calls yeah. and says, they don't, they just ran your stuff by Dave. I've been running the set for months. I used to watch you yeah. every night for months and give you notes. Well, I don't know what it was, but I was, was... on a bus. There were ads that said psoriasis. This is a real story. I can always tell, like if you ask me where I was anytime I write a joke, any any joke, you can take any joke and say, where were you? I can tell you the etymology, the or, or the or, or origination of the joke. It's a real story. And when it's a real story, it comes from your heart. Yes, you yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so so they, they said, Dave, Dave is not comfortable with you saying lupus. And the writers, we all got together, and we suggest you say psoriasis. Now, I've never told this on stage before. Lupus is funny. Because lupus is ambiguous. But I literally and lupus, was about to say, why is lupus such a funny word? It's a funny word. I think that that is fucking fishy. That's fishy. And it's a word that you, that lupus. disease that I think Psoriasis is. Psoriasis is totally, it's, it's comedy writers. This makes me think someone wanted to do a, like you were stepping on something someone wanted to do or they wanted to own, because you, everybody knows David Letterman's writers more than anyone. The lupus is so much funnier of than psoriasis. Lupus is a disease I think is predominantly something that women get, okay? It's Which just, makes it even funnier. It's just so funny. So Shapiro's now talking to me and he goes, just do it. This is why I hate my career. Because I've been a softie. I've let this industry push me around. Yeah. And instead of saying no, you know what? Because, Pull me from the show. Because we go... Okay, we're comics. If we're just compliant, yes. you'll let me do that. If I just kiss your... And there's there's been this thing of like, if I get this lawyer, who, some of them went to law school or some of them went to school for advertising, who now is a comedy agent 
for no yeah. reason, <laughs> for no reason. Like yeah. literally, I don't even know why you do, do you hate comedy? Like yeah. why do you, like truly the only people that I will work with in, on the comedy side are people that used to work in comedy clubs. Like my manager, mm. Ju Judy Marmel was a waitress. Yeah. At, in comedy clubs, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. And I would rather work with someone who actually, like before they were in comedy, we're mm -hmm. in comedy in some capacity. Right. Now people are like, oh, I'll just be a comedy manager. I mean, it's just fucking a bunch of, just booking clowns at a bunch of chuckle huts. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So that to me is just, it makes me so mad. It, it gets worse. Because then we go like, if I'm just nice, if I just am nice to this person right. and da 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 da, and then it fucks you. Right. And so the people that are assholes fucking win and you're like, I don't get it. I should have pulled myself from the show. Nowadays, you'd pull yourself from the show and you'd blast it on the internet, okay? But we didn't have that then. So George is like, I suggest you do it. Otherwise, you'll never get on the show again. So they said, hey, just so you don't forget, we'll have a guy holding a cue card that says psoriasis. So I'm about to do the show. I, as I'm sitting backstage for the curtains to open, a guy, this is going to blow your mind, comes up to me. This is in the dark, so I don't, I don't know who it is. And he said, hey, Orny, he said, you're a really, you know, big comic. Remember, this is Dave's show. And then you hear Paul Schaefer play, and then you And then you see three people bring out uh, carbonated drinks no, they to go, put aspirin in. They go, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and Dave goes, please welcome Orny Adams, right? I walk out, and I'm going to say I was on a bus, and I look around, I, I see somebody wearing, there's, there's a sign that says, somebody on the bus has psoriasis. I look up, there's a guy holding a sign that says psoriasis. And I hadn't thought about it that it begins with, with a P and goes to an S. So I'm like, I have psoriasis? I have psoriasis? In my head, I'm getting it wrong. I'm at, I have because you've done lupus so many times. So you, many, I should you, have gone out and done lupus and just said. Because because what happens is like once you 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 get such the muscle memory of it, and then once you go to the super unfamiliar environment and you're in fight or flight, and the adrenaline floods your brain, and your like hippocampus just shuts down. Yeah, and you're you're in front of all these cameras. Yeah. And back then, Letterman was the biggest the show. The biggest show. That is the most high pressure, high stakes situation you could have been in in that time. Yeah, and when you do Letterman, like you're in New York, they clear the road for you can go on any club you can walk in like he's doing letterman tomorrow night like it was a big deal and so to have them mess with and by the way lupus didn't get a big laugh that at is all the super bowl for comics at that time yeah. yeah and then the next day i'm flying home coach probably middle seat and as i'm walking down the aisle a lady comes up to me and she said hey i saw you last night on letterman and i just want you to know i have psoriasis and it's not funny and I said, I know it's not funny. Lupus is funny. <laughs> and nobody ever, the Lupus Society, I think, had me perform for them one year. They never objected to me being on a bus. I'm not making fun of people with lupus. I'm making fun of the stupid sign. And mathematically, I'm the only one on the bus. Do I have to explain this to the Letterman writers? I'd like a documentary about that. What happened to Orny's lupus joke on Letterman? If anybody you want to come on my podcast, What's Wrong With Trucks? With Orny Adams. Comedians and trailers. Comedians. Yeah, doing yeah, podcasts. I'm off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comedians and, tra and trailers not being offered drinks. Comedian, <laughs> comedians and uh, Shasta, they can't make coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I could never do comedians in houses getting coffee. <laughs> I want to do a show that's just comedians trying to make coffee. <laughs> Why is this? You know, this is what happens with every drink. Yeah. The condensation, they got to fix this. It's I just don't know how anyone 
can date either of us <laughs> who doesn't think like us. Like, well, how does a girl respond to how mad you are at that dream? They're confused. Yeah, because yeah, you they've are, been dating you are, you have, boring financial people, people you, that have Lamborghinis. You are the same level of angry when it comes to like a horrible, uh, unfair thing to happen to you in your career and like a mug. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but think about it. Like, why is this accepted? Why? <laughs> why? So I go, I just want to have a drink. I figure we're going to edit this. So we'll cut away no, when I'm about to No, do this as if we're not. Now it drips on. I'm not editing out you drinking. No, I get, no, I figure this is, if it's like my podcast, when, if I'm taking a You're sip, mad at condensation? Yes, I'm furious. <laughs> you can't. It keeps dripping onto <laughs> my pants. It looks like I pee-peed myself. And I'm looking, is that on camera? I'm looking. How do you say if you're going to go to the bathroom? What do you say? Uh, urinates. You're saying you, I pluralize it. I was with someone the other day, a guy who was like, "I'm going to go potty real quick." Well, he like, needs to grow up. I was like, "What?" He needs to grow up. It was like I just got to go potty. It's like you're like 50. Oh, uh, you know what I say? I say I'm going to go use the WC. <laughs> I go, hang on, WC. I'm going to go use the WC. That's what I do. Um, what? Tell me about a date with Orny Adams. Well, How does it well, go? I want to talk about that towards the end. I want to hear. You, it's more. my podcast. You I talk forgot. about it when I want to talk. But why about can't it. I hear what happened to you online? It's, it is the end. <laughs> oh, it is the end. I'm Didn't it end like twenty minutes ago? I'm joking. Oh, wait a minute. On the list. Don't the look list? at my list. It's right here. No, but just tell. Okay. Well, I wanted to tell the one roast joke that proves that you know doing these events, getting roasted. These super powerful billionaires, if they can't be roasted. That's a problem. Well, what happened to you online? I'm going to tell you that in a second. So uh, I was with all these like super famous tech billionaires, tech, the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. And they're signing up to be made fun of. Mm. You know, I think there's a level of the malignant narcissism of like, I don't, as long as someone's talking about me, don't give a shit. I'm so rich. Look at this little right. waitress making fun of me. Like yeah. it's they're Look at her flirting with yeah. me. But I did say, um, uh, I looked at the list of people attending this event tonight and I thought it was uh, Lauren Sanchez's uh, vision board. <laughs> you know what I mean? It That's was great. Yeah, but it's That's like great. you can do stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, the story. Okay, so I... I get a lot of shit. It's fine. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to get oxygen. If people don't like me, that's totally fair. Uh, mm. I probably agree with you. No. I probably, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like, I it think It does that matter. When you're a comedian, I think that if you hate me, ha like, maybe but like, why? maybe like 20% is actually about why? me. Why? Because I think that a woman talking that you have no chance of fucking who has opinions, and it's, 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 I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, I don't know. You're just trying to make people laugh. Do you think maybe totally, they can attack but, you less? But I think that people forgot if they don't like someone, they can just unfollow them or change the channel. Mm -hmm. They now go. Or how about this? Not say anything. Yeah, yeah. But they're go. I I'm gonna hate. Fuck this. Just don't watch it. You know. Yeah. You can turn the. There's literally more channels than ever. There's more content than ever. Just mm -hmm. mute me. Unfollow me. Like if I if I'm people are think that they hate fuck you or they kind of forgot that they have a choice to not consume what you do at all. Yeah. But I think that we have a very rampant self-righteous indignation addiction. And I think in 50 years, we're going to look back the way that we look back at like smoking cigarettes while pregnant and drinking mm -hmm. during that. We'll go, remember when like, People used to just follow people they hated and just fucking trash them. It Troll. was an it was an addiction. It's an addiction. I think trolling is out because it just is not as powerful as it used to be. But also trolling, like it, it doesn't exist because you can only troll if you're a functioning adult who's making the choice to troll. I think we look at people that shit on us online and we assume that they're all like men in suits who are like at their law firm and like, give me a second, I gotta say Whitney's mm. a piece of shit. It's kids. 
It's yeah. like kids. It we, could be bots too. It could be bots or kids. So it's like we're assuming everyone is like some brilliant, uh, high functioning, emotionally stable person yeah. who's going, you're a piece of shit. It's literally like if you walk by a homeless person, a meth zombie on Melrose, who's like, you suck. It's like us going, I do? Yeah. Don't say, well, you're trolling me. Like right. that, we, that's what these people are doing. Um, and you know, when I was a kid, we would toilet paper people's houses. We would knock over their mailboxes. We would egg people's homes. Like mm. we used to do physical Sounds damage. Like a waste of toilet paper and eggs, but okay. we used to do physical damage to people's houses yes. for no reason. So these are just kids being like, "Fuck you!" It's like Bill Burr when he was on. He said something that was like really made me see it differently. He was like, "Dude, if when I was 16, I had a direct line to my mm -hmm. hero." I would totally try. I would be like, hey, motherfucker, you like. Really? He's like, it's, huh. it would be funny. You know, he was like, I, you're a kid. Yeah. Like, you just want to get the attention of someone that you like or don't like, you know? Right. And so, um, <clears throat> so I think we're like a little ageist in that area, uh, both ways, because we're like, you know, a lot of older people that are like, you suck. Like, they just don't know how the internet works. I'm like, you know, this, everyone can see this, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what you're, you look crazy, you know? Whereas, um, like Roseanne, you know, I think that tweet was totally not okay, but there was, you know, some ageism and like, she's like, well, what's it's, I'm like, journal, Twitter is for journalists to find stories now. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, it is? I thought I was just making a joke. It's like, that's not what it is anymore. But it's ageist to assume that you know the ecosystem yeah. of Twitter. You have to really mm -hmm. keep up with what it's about, you know? And so she learned the hard way. Um, and uh, so, I'm used to getting shit on. I don't care. It's fine. Please use me as your punching bag. My thing is like, I didn't sign up for how I made someone's day. So I would love to make you laugh. Mm -hmm. If you need to go, she's a piece of shit. And you're like, yeah, fucking God. If that's how I make your day, great. Right. Like if that's where you get your dopamine, whatever. Like, you yeah. know? And so people, like we're clowns. And some people go, oh, clowns are fucking wild. Ugh. Like fine. We, you know? And so I know what, I know what this is. So this is what got me. Uh, I get there's a lot of like t internet comedians that don't do stand up and mm. they do reaction videos and they make fun of the people that are taking risks. Mm. They make fun of the people that are in the arena. They make fun of the people that are putting their ass on the line. You're to Roosevelt in the arena. Is that? Yeah, I thought I'm that was Brene Brown. I'm... I thought that was Brene Brown. Who? <laughs> No, no, I'm a man, and we know things that you don't know. Am I right, Theodore Roosevelt? In the arena? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, thank Just, you. Thank, but here's the thing. I want to know that. Uh, thank you for mansplaining me. Now I know. You're welcome. I'd like to take a moment to tell you that. Um, if anyone doesn't want to be mansplained to, like, why do you want to stay dumb? Who cares how they say it? Who cares? Anyway, in the arena. How is are we going to learn if they don't tell us? You're telling me you knew that? Don't mansplain me. It's not, he, people literally, college students are like, uh, my professor's mansplaining me. It's called teaching. Yeah. If you don't know it, it's not <laughs> mansplaining, it's teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking cunt. Well, here's the thing. And maybe you're guilty of this too. It seems like there's a lot of inserting gender into... Something that's not gendered. Yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah. Like, like... You know, I, I'm Jewish. If 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 you said, uh, "Hey, uh, Ornie, why are you so upset about uh, you know condensation?" I'm like, "What? Because I'm Jewish? I can't make fun of con like it has nothing to do with it." And yeah. there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like people taking their own issues out. You know out. that men are even more patronizing to other men, right? 
Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the Chappelle thing. Like, I'm doing this a bit. I think you've seen it of like, I'm talking about the trans thing because I have so many transgender friends. And like, I kind of, it's like with the Chappelle thing, it's, it's Chappelle being one of the, I think, best comedians who's ever lived. Uh, and if not the greatest. And I just want to tell my trans girlfriends, like, wait till you see what he said about women for the past 30 years. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just like, wait, wait till you fully identify as a woman. You're going to be really pissed. <laughs> if what he said about yeah. trans women, like, wait till you see what he said about women. The other thing is you don't know if Chappelle or other comedians are trying to evoke a reaction in a conversation. So, like, right. I, I really believe, like, I remember when I was doing comedy in New York in the in the 90s, there was a lot of, like, like you would call it homophobic. There was yeah. a lot of making fun of homosexuality, and it really it caused a discussion. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me with this and think that this is wrong of me to say, but I think comedians are great at causing a discussion. You guys know me by now. And you know what annoys me the most about men in general. There is no excuse for you to be wearing a deep V where I can like see the like Ed Hardy dog tag that your ex-girlfriend gave you. Like, what are we doing? Why does your shirt have holes in the armpits? Why does it come Why does it come down to mid-thigh? Yeah, or it's a crop top. Who, it's a t-shirt. Just don't overthink it. Right. Just normal shirts. Remember, do you remember when I wanted to start a, a yes. business? Yes. It was a yes. store. It was just called normal shirts. And that's why our <laughs> friends at True Classic have literally done that. They are reinventing the t-shirt by just making it the perfect simple yes. t-shirt it is the perfect simple thing that will make your man look spicy because he will look like a normal person true classic has already helped over two million men look great in their tees and now you can save big while you look great at the same time get 25 percent off true classic with our exclusive link trueclassic.com slash whitney and the discount doesn't stop there you'll save even more during their site-wide sale support our show and check them out at trueclassic.com slash whitney the best gift that you can grab is through this is a trick it's a trick this copy is is this this copy is bullying to people with speech impediments and i am for it true classic is a also a great gift to grab it's a great stocking stuffer or white elephant gift you know what else is a great stuffer a dick that's on the body of a guy wearing true classic. So true. The men in your life need this. Do them a favor and upgrade their wardrobe. You can stuff anything you want as long as you're not wearing a V-neck. <laughs> With true classic, the number one gift on their wish list. And men, don't wait. You're already late. Okay. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com slash Whitney. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com slash Whitney. Santa won't be the only one slaying thanks to true classic. I want to talk to you guys about a magical device that will change your life. No, it's not that sex toy with the sucker thing that's all over social media. That thing is very weird and it will chip your teeth. Be careful. I want to talk to you about composting. I've never been able to compost before. It was always just like too complicated or like too much work or you had to like go like to a place and hang out with people that are like... Is composting a euphemism? Well, if you interrupt me on again, I will I <laughs> be so grateful because I was, I was say. can I say something? That was that's why interrupting is so great. I had no idea why I was where I was going and she rescued me. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, and baby. Yeah, and also talking to the microphone more. We're sharing. Uh, I'm sharing with our new guests. Dude, this is... You don't share with other women. You compete with them. Okay? This is not how Hollywood works. Listen. (laughs) You know I've never done that before in my life. So true. So I want to talk about Lomi. I've heard all about Lomi. Lomi allows you to turn your food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. This is a magic, like some witchcraft stuff. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's a countertop electric composter that turns scraps into dirt in under four hours. We have a new member of the team named Katie. Katie used it yesterday, yeah. and I've never seen a, a happier... She was happier <laughs> than Jennifer Lopez on that Italian vacation. Yes. I've what never happened? Been happier. What you... Yeah. So I had lunch. I had lunch. I had some Greek food. I had some coffee in the morning. Coffee grounds were still there. I was, you know, usually you just throw them away. They get everywhere. Took that. Had my lomi. Took that, took my leftovers that I was going to throw away, my, my Greek salad I was going to toss, threw it all into Lomi, pressed a button, and then I walked away, did some email, that came back, and I literally spread soil in your garden for you. Wild. Yeah. It just turns into dirt magically. It's so simple. You can use it on like your third day at one of the most overwhelming jobs known <laughs> to man. <laughs> She was trying to bury herself alive. <laughs> she was like, I could just put myself yeah. to rest in the garden right now. There's more right now. <laughs> it was there. actually also the crazier part, and I don't even know if this is like really Lomi's angle, but I've had an ant problem oh for like God. six yeah. months yeah. because like there's there's rinds and there's yeah, like... There's just like food everywhere. everywhere. Where it's just like, I feel like I can't throw it away. I don't want to waste it. Yeah. And then I kind of like put it in the fridge and then it never gets eaten and it's like now you just put it in the loamy and it right. turns into soil where you can bury your enemies with your trash. So we're producing less methane here at the homestead. Instead, I will turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I threw a dinner party and the food cleanup was a total breeze. Uh, all my friends think I'm an eco-goddess now. It's no big deal. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact uh, or just like clean up after dinner and make it easier and not have a bunch of like weird like drippy mm-hmm. bags at, like near your door, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash Whitney and use the promo code Whitney to get 50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash Whitney and use promo code Whitney at checkout. Food waste is, what is it? Gross! Lomi is your solution. With the holidays just around the corner, get your family the dirt they deserve. <laughs> Joking. Lomi will make the perfect gift for someone on your shopping list. I actually think this is a like what we should be giving everyone for Christmas. I am yeah. giving this to someone for Christmas, yeah. Turn your food waste into dirt with the press of a button with Lomi. Use the code Whitney to save $50 at Lomi.com slash Whitney. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I actually think when we go... That was a joke. Trigger warning. We're actually uh, bullying dumb people. People go out of their way to intentionally misunderstand what, what we're doing in order to justify being offended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to do Don't pander to them. I was going to do a bit. I don't know much about podcasting, but when I look straight into the camera, it means I have something to say that's important. Let's see it. No, it's over. The moment's Man's gone. Man's the audience. The moment's They'll gone. love it. Moment's gone. Moment's gone. <laughs> It's also not just uh, people. I'm not. 
such a narcissist that I think someone's going to go to jail for me. It's like some people are really drunk. After the pandemic, people psychologically, I mean, I have at my Dallas show at the Majestic, there was a guy was out for 12 seconds. There was a fight that broke out that was so bad. This guy mm. was out for 12 seconds. I have a video of it. It's like people are just kind of feral right now. And comedians are like, people are just mad at us because you can talk to us. You can, we'll listen. Whereas like politicians, they won't, mm. you know? So it's like, we're good yeah. people to be mad at because it's probably gratifying because we'll listen, you Plus know? Plus we're not as powerful. And yeah, and we'll internalize it. You know, you mm. can reach us, you know? You can't reach fucking Biden or Kamala or whoever you're fucking mad at, you know? You can mm. get to us and we'll talk about you on a podcast for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's worth a worthwhile- I'm mad at the Dalai Lama. Um, but so tell me about your dating life. I find, it, I find it very difficult. Why? To connect. What do we Do we have carbohydrates? What do we No, eating? I'm having a lifesaver. Mm. I, I find it, uh, you know, hard to connect with people. I bet. I find it's hard to have an honest conversation. But I think that also comedians, we have a very hard time biting our fucking tongues. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And because we have such a deep obsession with justice, we will die on any fucking hill mm. and i have a really hard time in relationships like i get stuck sorry i get stuck you just apologize to a microphone to myself <laughs> how much fun are we having so i guess lot. not that much a lot um eight out of ten <laughs> um is that what you said? You're an eight on stage? I'm an eight. I'm a solid eight. Let me tell you something. When I'm on stage, but here's the thing. everybody wants to sleep with me. I bet. Everybody. Even people that didn't even know they were attracted to a man we're, become attracted to a man. Because you're very fucking alpha and it's hot. Mm. You're like that on stage. Off stage, not so much. Right. Off stage. So I have to alpha it, it up off stage. Off stage, I'm like a six. But it, be because you talk like this. Be the just don't you're the shit. Yeah. The, be I, delusionally confident. You project onto people. What do you mean I project you onto project. people? You project. Do you know what project means? Yes. What does it mean? You tell me. Mansplain no, me. No. You put, you make assumptions about what people are thinking. You have, I'm a piece of shit in the center of the universe oh, syndrome. Oh, because I've been at restaurants no where there's a- No one's talking about a, you. If the, at the, this restaurant. Yes, they are. No offense. Yes, they are. Why? People took videos. They posted <laughs> it. Look at Loser from Teen Wolf eating alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather you be alone than sitting there with like an 18 year old fucking actress. Yeah. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I agree. When a man is like, I would rather eat alone than be with someone that makes me feel alone is hot. You and I are very similar and mm -hmm. that we are like a dog with a bone sometimes. Mm. And just because it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. And I think that very few people, uh, I think the reason comedians are so like special and fun to watch is because we obsess over the things nobody really notices until we say it. Do you know what I mean? Of mm. like, I'm going to fucking doilies. What the fucking point? And, da -da. and then, you know, and everything is funny. It's like, oh, I've never been mad about that. But now that you say it, I yeah. understand that it's ridiculous. But we don't turn it off. Right. You know? And so most people, I don't think, want to go through their life questioning all the little things that actually kind of give them joy. We we're, we ruin things <laughs> for people. We're like party poopers. We're yeah. like this fucking glass. Like I, you know, never really have been mad about the condensation on a Frappuccino and now I can never, ha you ruined them. Yeah, I've ruined it. So, you but know, so that's but, what we do. But I also think in Los Angeles, women think because you're a comedian, maybe you're not that successful. 
I think that when you're in your 20s and you're a comedian, it's exotic, it's sexy. There's the potential that you're going to get your own TV show. You're going to have all these specials. It's going to be huge. So people don't even know if I'm successful. But when I meet someone, yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I say it with pride. They're like, oh, okay. But why they would think- you want, you're weeding out uh, star fuckers. That's a good thing. No, because women, I, I think, you want to be with, like, I want to be with a woman that's successful at whatever she does. Okay. I don't want somebody who, they think most comedians and maybe are living with roommates or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they go, okay, you're a comedian, but you haven't, how come I don't really know you? Just say, Google me. Like, do you know what I mean? It's two things. Number one, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people pretend they don't know us when they do. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be in this weird fucking improv scene. That is weird. Yeah. Where would I know you from? Yeah. Can you just Google me? And if you don't know me, it's fine. But don't make me do this. Or you're on an elevator. You're talking to all 12 floors and they get out and they go, I think you're funny. Or I love your comedy. Well, why didn't you bring that up before? Well, you know, because they're nervous and a lot of them are embarrassed because I think they go like, because actors are such fucking dickheads. They spend their whole life trying to get famous and then they walk through the world like none of these people are allowed to talk to me. Mm -hmm. The very people that paid to see my movie and got me famous. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people, you know, when someone's like... I really don't want to bother you. I'm like, yeah. bother me, please. Right. I didn't work this hard to get known Thank for no one to say, Thank you. I think you're funny. Here's the other thing. This is the only thing keeping me going because if I looked at Twitter, I would quit. These people that come up to me in airports and say, I think you're funny is the only reason I keep doing this. Here's the other thing. Do it when I'm on a date. Do it when I'm with people. <laughs> people come up to me all the time when I'm alone. Well, yeah, but I they think- don't. When I'm with somebody, they don't want to interrupt. Interrupt. Here's what I I'll want say. that person to know You're that in the people right place know if me. You want someone to interrupt? But also, <laughs> I think that the one thing I will say about that is as a a gal. Are you having like an access, like a reflex? Because that's yeah. How did you see that? I was super. You've had it a few times, but that's that's a Jewish thing. It's a gag reflex. That's a Jewish thing. That's your forty <laughs> night Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like when they sneak pictures. I like come up and ask to take a picture. Well, yeah, just go, hey, do you want to photo? But sometimes I sneak pictures. Yeah, because I don't like scared. that. Don't be scared. I'm, you're I'm, intimidating. I'm very approachable. No, you're not. What are you talking about? I love when people come up to me. I love it. I After know, shows, I love we it. We are we come off brusque to people. Okay. We are scary to people. Isn't that I a don't agree? brusque? <laughs> White brusque? Yeah. <laughs> I am learning this just now. Like this, the guy that was rough on me on Twitter, I'm like crying in my bed. Mar- I call my fr- Marlo Stern. It's like, it's, you know, you're, you come off so fucking tough that it doesn't occur to anyone that they could hurt you. Right. I get that. Okay. So people say that to me. They go, oh, here's the other thing. You date women. They go, oh, I'm not going to pump your ego. You're like, no, pump my ego. Tell me you, you It wouldn't occur to people that comics are insecure. So people are very hypocritical when it comes to comics. They go, all comedians are mentally ill, right? Like, all comedians are traumatized, right? And then they're like, fuck comics, they're bullies. It's like, right. you just said you were me- that we were mentally yeah. ill and sick, and you know that, but now all of a sudden, yeah. you think I'm this egomaniac who is secure right. with myself, which right. is it, guys? I, I just feel like, as far as dating... I'm not going to settle. I would never settle. And I think that it's interesting that you get to a certain age and people look down, oh, you haven't been married? Yeah. You don't have any kids? Dude. They're uh, like, what's wrong with you? It's like, like you've been divorced two times. Neil Brennan. You're the one that has a problem with marriage, not me. Yeah, yeah. Neil Brennan has this really thing. He's like, you would rather me have gotten married. I think it's like, and my wife like fall off a cliff than never have been married at all. You know what I mean? Like you would rather me have been in a bad marriage than not be married at all. The other thing is if you're going to succeed in comedy, 
It's full-time, full focus. It's tunnel vision for 20 years. Mm. And then you come out of it, and maybe you meet somebody. Yeah. Would I, you date somebody that uh, had been married and has kids? Of course. I would. Kids? I am very... I, would, I was thinking about this the other day. I... Uh, uh, would love to date someone who's been married because I think they know the deal. Mm -hmm. Like, they know that it takes work. They know yeah. it's hard, you know? There's no, like, illusion. And they don't want a big wedding, probably, right. and whatever. Nonsense weddings. Yeah. It's, bachelor parties. But most people don't party. get to do what we do. Yeah. You know? I was like... The what, if, what if he had kids? I've dated guys with kids, and I, I'm very pro that. Really? Yeah. Very okay. pro. I'd love to date guys with kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you... Okay, so here's the thing, what though. If I'm... We get in our own way in personal relationships because we will die on any fucking hill. So I'm the person who's like, all the person needs to hear is I'm sorry. Their love language is verbal. Mm -hmm. Back get to used love to it. language. Get used to it. Back to love language. And it's helpful. It's really fucking helpful, even though it sounds fucking corny. Um, I thought it was corny first at two, but, two, but it's helpful because the way that I give love is not often the way people receive love. Mm -hmm. And the way that other people give love, I don't really value. Verbal, I don't value at all. Like, when someone says, I love you, it like I'm like, what did you do? Hmm. Like, why are you saying that? Yeah. What, what's happening? Like, what? Like you're trying to manipulate me. Like, I, if, I, if you love me, I'll know. You don't need to tell me. Like I'm like, like the guy I was dating, it was like, uh, you know, I was like, don't say I love you to me. I'll, I'll let you know when you love me. Like wow. I'll know. Wait, well, way to shut it down. Well, I don't want to hear it too early. Cause it's, it can, why it's, not? It's if just, he feels it, let him say it. Don't stop him. Don't but, stop the train. But I, it's, I don't know. Do I you want to spend the rest of your life with not being able to make coffee, but do not we, be able to grind your own beans. Is this what you want, Whitney? <laughs> Well, don't just, shut down the eye let him say it but we what is your definition of love let's agree on it because mine is different why? than yours why do you why does your why did why why do, do people you need have to, to fight? define everything why do you need to fight with a natu natural phenomenon called condensation because it's gotta end they've gotta <laughs> be able to make cups that it doesn't drip all over me <laughs> here's the other problem i have with dating and i think well we, i also do this it's like when someone just needs to hear i'm sorry i'm like but i'm not sorry yeah, but, okay I, good I, you know what i mean I, I i i what i did the impact might have been different than my intention i am sorry about that but if i apologize to you right now and i don't mean it we'll both all, i'll lose respect for you if you buy it and we'll both always know right. that this is so is, is there anything more condescending than the fake apology. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm like, you feel that I, way. I, I, I sorry, just, I made you feel that I, way. I am sorry that I, I, I got it wrong. Like mm. I'm sorry. Like I thought I was being helpful to you, and I did the best I could, and I, yeah. I missed. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But I'm not sorry because I really did try. But people say, I'm sorry. This is so condescending. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Like they're empowering themselves. I'm sorry you took it that way. Yeah, I'm sorry that That's I have that shitty. power over you. That's shitty. I'm a, I am a obsessed with apologizing. I do a 10 step every night on my part. I'm so sorry I said that. I should, like, I'm an apologist. What? Yeah, if I, if, to keep my side of the street clean. If I did something that was manipulative, something that was, uh, you know, uh, superiority complex or self-righteous indignation or, you know, I, I'm in a 12 step program, Al-Anon and ACA where you do that. You take responsibility for that. So I will apologize. What's AC ACA? Adult Child of Alcoholic. Okay. So I will apologize for things where people are like, that was, I'm not, what do you mean? I didn't even notice that. And I'm like, I, I, you probably never noticed, but I would like to apologize because I know what I was doing mm -hmm. and you might not even notice it. But if I did something where my intention was pure, and then it misfired because I'm fucking off, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm bad at this or I don't understand how you receive love. 
I'm sorry about the impact, but mm. that wasn't my intention. Right. So that's, I think, what fucking comedians can't just take a fucking dick in the mouth sometimes and bite our tongues and just go, I'm sorry. There's that, perhaps. And where my mind went when you were talking was, I think one thing we're all really good at. Mm-hmm. But that's going to screw up the continuity. No, there's, it's not gonna, I'm not going to move things around. I'm just putting a hoodie on. Do you want a Girl Scout cookie? No. Yeah, the, kind of. The one thing that... <clears throat> it's closer to me. Don't... Yeah, but I'm the man, <laughs> and the man always gets the Girl Scout Have you ever come close to proposing to someone? Yeah, absolutely. What happened? Um, don't make the noises. Don't make the noise. Don't make the noise. No, no, no. Don't make the noise. They'll freak out. Yeah, put it under here. Wait, wait, I want one, too. Uh, okay, yes, but don't eat on the, don't eat on the mic. Okay, so I should, oh, think you made the noise. I know. Here's what... Um, don't talk with your food. Well, no, 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 no. Topher Grace came on here and ate a chicken sandwich and we lost like 10,000 subscribers. We can't eat on podcasts. Yeah, I know. Just finish what you're saying. Well, let me finish this and then... Oh, my God. Talk. Thin mints are so fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is your- this a sponsor? I can get behind <laughs> Girl, this. Pro- Girl Scouts. <laughs> promo code Whitney. <laughs> Do you... Um, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? This. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, red flag. It's not even a... Cl- not even a close second. The dog's now eating the Girl no, Scout cookies. No. Mm. Okay. I think comedians have trouble because we're really good at communicating. Really good at communicating. And a lot of people, hey, buddy. No, wait, I have to we're be. We're really good at winning an argument. Look how much this dog loves me. Hey, He's the best. buddy. Good boy. Do you want to smell my Girl Scout cookie? Do you have a, do you have a dog? No. That is wild. That is, that is sick. Thank you. You sh- why don't you have a dog? Because I can barely take care of myself. Why am I not? If you a had do- a dog, you'd be better at it. I'm sure I'd be. I'm not. I'm not doing a good job right now. <laughs> Whoa! And he got spit all over his face doing that. This yeah, spit. he's it's Christine. It's <laughs> mm. your loogie. Okay, yeah. finish your story, and then we have to cut. Okay. Wrap. I think I think that comedians. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Frank, come here, bud. Frankie, mm. come here. I think comedian. You I can't think- accept unconditional love. I just saw it happen. Okay, so there we have it on camera. Yeah, come in. I think that. Um, I think that. Um, yeah, don't you think that we're really good at communicating, and other people are more close? We'll I think say we what- over communicate for mm-hmm. no reason. I think comedians we overthink and we overtalk, and most people don't have the bandwidth for it. Yeah. And we 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 think we're good communicators, but we are superfluous communicators. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. and most people don't want the 20 minute breakdown of how my childhood made it so that this is like we overanalyze and most people it just I think comes off guilty to people. It Mm. comes off like we're trying to not be accountable for our behavior Mm. because we go like, oh, I texted my ex, whatever, and didn't tell you. Well, okay, so I'm in this program and like, you know, like we have to because that's what we do as comics is we break things down from every angle and we have to like. We have to, we're lawyers, you know, mm. I say like we're, we, comedians are basically lawyers that we say something that's not true and then we prove it with jokes, you yeah. know, it's kind of what we do. And, and any time we see everything as a debate that needs to be won and we will not settle if something's either unfair or we don't feel understood. So mm. when someone's like, you're texting, you're actually like, okay, but this is about my inner child and this and then but I just want to really make, I just want to make amends and da da da. We can't just go like, I'm sorry. If I was in your shoes, I'd be spooked too. It doesn't matter why I did it, really. Mm-hmm. I can I can give you a two-sentence synopsis. Um, 
and I'm sorry. Yeah. That sucks. Do you think it's possible we're not as interesting as we think we are? I mean, numbers don't lie. Podcast numbers don't lie. I mean, it, the, no, I'm talking about on dates. Oh yeah, I think comedians talking on podcasts is interesting to people. Yeah. Even when we're fucking boring, people seem to like it. You oh. know, maybe not me, but like, you know, uh, on dates. No, I think we're snobs. Hmm. I think we're snobs. Hmm. I think comedians are fucking snobs. Every female comedian I know is like, I want to date with this guy. He's not that funny. I'm like, you're a fucking snob. You, you, why, what, what, imagine being on a date with a female comedian and being like, huh. Are the, you the only thing that has kept us from getting murdered for thousands of years is laughing at men's jokes that aren't funny. You don't get to <laughs> fucking now be like, huh. like, you know, so I think that comedians, we have a, this deep allergy to pretending. And the first couple dates for everyone is a little bit of pretending. And we want to fucking share our trauma. The first 10 minutes, no one needs to be talking about their fucking trauma on the first, mm -hmm. second, third date. Or exes. Or exes. What are you doing? Why do people do that? It's just a, it, I think people, there's, are people they, conflate being interesting with oversharing. We are but, in an epidemic of oversharing. But is it possible these women that I go out on dates with who are interested in me, this isn't them trying to push me away, Ask that questions. talk about their exes, are they trying to show me that they're wanted? or have been wanted in the past? What's the psychology there? I have never understood that. Um, I believe that anyone that talks negatively about their ex is a red flag. Mm. Or just talks about their past. We don't or need to hear about or it. Or that's something for six months, eight months. Okay, here's the deal. Here's what happened. Like, And here's my part in it. Mm -hmm. This whole, men do it too. Guys do it too. They'll be like, oh, my last ex is crazy. It's like, then why'd you date her for four years? The ex before that, fucking stalker. The common denominator it seems to be you. Right. So what's up? You, right. If you like crazy women, I'm not the one. If you want a woman fucking calling you a million times, oh, fucking just stalking me. Like, I'm not your guy. Yeah. You know? So I think that for me, it I just ask as many questions as possible um, because I'll be bored by someone else if I don't ask them the right questions. Right. You know? I feel that way too. And I find a lot of people don't ask me interesting questions. I think if someone's boring, it's your fault. You know what I mean? No, some people are just boring. That's true, but inherently there's inherently boring. I'm so interested in people and curious about people. If someone's inherently boring, I'm still sort of like, how did this person get so fucking boring? I gotta right. know. <laughs> like, there's nothing more interesting than someone who's just thinks they're interesting. So I'm like, okay, your parents read to you. Like, I need to know. But I'll go out on this happens. I'll go out on a date and I'll leave knowing everything about her. And I'll, she has no idea. Fine. If my parents then are still married, she doesn't know my sisters. Again. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Are you mostly dating like actresses? I try not to. Influencers? No. I like professionals, doctors, lawyers, and real they, people. And they don't ask you about yourself? Some do, some don't. There's a lot of guarded, you know, you get to a certain age, people tend to be guarded. They I tend don't to have know a lot what of people talk about on dates. I can't even imagine. Are you afraid you'll never find love? Uh, no. Oh, good. No. Good. But I also don't need love to come only from a man. I think that it's uh, really toxic and unhealthy, this whole thing of like, I just want to marry my best friend. What? No. Mm. Marry a man and have a best friend. You right. can't get all your emotional needs met from your partner. It's psychotic. Mm. 
you know? And I think we put way too much pressure on, I need to get all, I, you need to be my best friend, you need to be my girlfriend, you need to be my boyfriend, you need to be my mom, you need to be my, my dad, you need to be a handyman, you need to be all these things. Well, everybody's saying the same thing. Ba, 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 ba. I just want a guy ba, ba, ba. who understands, ba, 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 ba. you know, I want a guy who's, who's in touch or whatever. Like what are you saying? I don't know. They're just, I, I, they, they, be specific. People just, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's like, uh, <laughs> they blather. They just, ramble. They they read one self help book on dating and they're regurgitating catchphrases, which is gaslighting, which is uh, red flag, green flag, yellow flag, blue flag, which is love language, which is you know I want somebody who's their authentic self. What does that mean? I don't. I want someone's best self. That I I want the person who can fake it. Yep. For 30 years. That's right. And get in my will. That's right. And get the hell out of my if life. If you're going to fall apart, go do it with your girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, not on my watch. That's the old, I mean, and you're uh, taking uh, my other major uh, insight on all this is do not take relationship advice from single people. Hmm, really? Mm hmm. I give great marriage advice. Really? Yeah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. But wait, I feel I just 50 think. 50% of marriages end in divorce. 50%. Because well, I think people get married. It takes two years to even know someone's character. 40% murder. So what? 10%. 40% of marriages end in murder. Yes. <laughs> Married people die every day from very suspicious things. Very. Like what? Bob walking backwards off a cliff, having their picture taken. <laughs> <laughs> Married people drown in three inches of water in their bathtubs. Got news for you. I fill my bathtub all the way up and I live. Gatorade mixed with engine coolant. I have Gatorade at home. When I get home, still going to be Gatorade. All the <laughs> still going to be Gatorade. Single. You ever heard of a single person? You ever seen the Dateline where the single person falls down a flight of stairs and dies? No. Single people know how to walk down a flight of stairs. Oh my god, it's just too real. It is like I know a lot of men and women in like their forties that are married, just like having like aneurysms and blood clots, and it is a little bit fishy. Yeah, and like his her husband, perfectly healthy, died on a treadmill. It's like yeah, no, no. See, like who's healthy as a horse? Like it's always like that. A lot of choking. A lot of dying, scuba diving. Yeah, oh, the snorkeling. scuba diving was funny. When they come up and the gear is missing and stuff. I would never. Why do I lost sight? I turned around. I would never. A lot of jet ski accidents. Yeah. I would never go on a boat with a man who loved me. I agree. I would never do it. Yeah, this is scuba diving is not a couple's. Uh, no. outing. No, no, You no, do no, it no, alone. No. You do it with the guys. And you, you survive. Do it with, yeah, you do it with a couple of guys that know how to do it. You know, you don't just go there and, yeah. It is true. You die in fires because you go back in to get your wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is so true. They choke. Aren't most of your friends uh, getting divorced or no? Yeah, I, I have friends that are miserably married, some in open relationships. A lot what of them you, what's hate your take their, on that? They hate their kids. I'm not, I'm against it. It doesn't work. You're either in it. You're either in it or you're not in it. That's why I'm not like a cheater. I'm just you're. you're I'm all in. You've never cheated. I probably did when I was younger, like yeah. college. But no, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, like I love monogamy. I love having one per. I know this makes me sound like a wuss. No, it I doesn't. Like, it makes you sound like you a uh, murderer. Yeah, I just exactly same. When thing. a man wants to be monogamous, it's so funny because when a man is like, I'm in a monogamy. I'm like, why? Like that's suspicious. Why? Because then, then you don't have to. Yeah, I, like, look, I, I'm like, 
like when I see a woman and I think she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. and then I see who's a, the most beautiful actress to you? I see a wedding, or most beautiful famous person. I see a wedding ring. I think, thank God, I don't have to hit on her. Thank God, she's off the books. That's so weird because I feel like when I was engaged and had a ring on, I was flirted with more than I'd ever been flirted with. Yeah, those guys are pigs. That's, That's not me. Because they knew they didn't have to commit to me. Probably. Yeah, pro- I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's married. Perfect person. Or to find. if you reject, if you reject them, well, you reject them because you're married. I know some guys that are into married women, and it's I real. It's kind of that reason I think. There's, well, like, there's no pressure. I have a lot of friends that hate their kids. Hate their kids mm-hmm. because they're doing too much parenting. Kids aren't meant to be hung out with this much. It's just too much. They're meant to be in factories making toys. Toys in China once yes. again. Yes. So, it, so, so, so. Okay. Last thing, and I know we have to go, and we'll do this again. We'll do round two. Yeah. I just don't want to be so long that it's you know, um, uh, dating. What are red flags for you in a person? Because I feel like you're missing some red flags, and this is why oh, people. Good. This is why people talk about red flags. Yeah. Because people miss them. But you didn't I get to hate- the. You I, missed, if you went on a date with someone that didn't ask you any questions about yourself, you missed a bunch of red flags. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I like to hop into the date right away. I like to, you know, get right You're into not the conversation. A lot of guys like to text for four months before you actually even meet. You're, these are the wrong guys. Mm-hmm. You Agreed. need a guy like me. Knows how to make coffee. Knows when an outlet isn't working. Sits through the stupid tour. Says a, a few things about, oh, we just lost the view. You know, whatever. Yeah, I'm but- fun. You I'm fun. Have you dated a comic? One time. Here's what I'll say, by the way. Things that comics say to comics that we make each other laugh, sometimes to non-comics, is mean. They think it's mean. Yes. And complaining. Yes. So we're bombing because we're doing jokes out of context. I had a woman say to me the, uh, the other day, she goes, you're judging me. I said, yeah, I am. I am. That's what dating is. I go, yeah, I'm judging you. You're judging me too. Yeah. That's right. what we do here. That's all we do. We look around with judging people. All we going, do. That guy's, he's wearing the wrong shoes well, with the wrong the, belt. We're all judging people. Comedians are just the- Better at it. Crazy and crazy enough to say it out loud. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, but wait. So I like being alone too much. Maybe it's I sad. like being yeah. alone. I need a lot of, we're very good at being alone. Yeah. Oh, but, God, and a lot good. of people interpret that as a rejection. You need someone, it, there can't be- it can't be incongruous how much someone can give and how much someone needs. Also, they get upset if I work too much. I love to work. Like even being at the computer writing, I'm getting interrupted. Like I feel like there's, you know. You need to date someone with a job. Yeah, I agree. Who's gone. Yeah. That respects what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, what, where are you? I, I just, this is. It's just, not in LA. Th- that's not true. Okay. Dallas is LA now. Austin is? is more LA than LA. This whole thing that LA is fucking blondes with big tits and they're shallow. Those people are everywhere now. Hmm. LA is like I feel like most people I know in LA are like I'm I not, don't know. You mean they're like I'm not on Instagram anymore. I just don't. I don't. I don't. Like I think every city is what you make of it, and you can build a case to say the city sucks and it's shallow. But it's just like the people that we want to hang out with, they're just not out at bars. They're probably at home. Yeah. You know, like it's just they're they're uh, to me. Well, by the way, there's enough of them to be in L.A. and in Austin and Boston and yeah. New York. Yeah. They're everywhere. But everybody is just talking about themselves. Nobody is curious and asking questions. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah, but I feel like. Like I was at this uh, the Bros premiere, and um, that movie is it's very fu- it's fucking hilarious. Huh? People are like make it going after it on Twitter and stuff, aren't they? Well, because I think it was like marketed as you have to come watch this. It's a historical event, and I don't mm. think people like to be 
forced into doing something. It was it, it was marketed as if it wasn't a fucking hilarious movie. Like, mm. why are you... For, like, I think the best way to market a movie now is just let it come out and let Twitter do the work. Mm. It's like, that's what happened with Borat. Borat was like, this is the funniest movie. Like, let... Pe like, I think we're back to word of mouth. I think people are... Billboard, billboards and ads were kind of like, why are you pushing this so hard? This can't, mm. is this movie can't be good, you know? We're back to like your funniest friend going, dude, I just saw that movie, it's fucking hilarious. Mm. And then you'll go see it, you yeah. know? We don't trust um, ads anymore, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, the movie's hilarious, what am I saying? Oh, and then there was this like cute guy there uh, that we kind of like both got lost to find parking and we're kind of walking to parking and it was kind of like cute and we had this like little like kind of thing mm. and then I was like uh, that was weird and then I was like oh no I can't date this person because he goes to movie premieres right you know what I mean the place I met him is the red flag yeah but not necessarily disagree did you why because I just if someone maybe of commonalities did you get his number I don't want to date anyone that has anything in common with me <laughs> Did you get no, his number? No, no. He was like, and then he was, of course, he was like an agent or something. And I was like, right. thank, it's, uh, if I meet someone at a bar at two in the morning, you're dating the Do guy. Do you have this trouble too? Do you you're dating the guy that stays at the bar till two in the morning. You're not going to change that guy. Do you have this problem too? I can't tell if women are flirting with me because they know me from something. Yeah, that's hard. Or they're really interested. So a lot of the times, like I used to be the shyest guy. Like I would never ask but a by woman the way, for a number. Care. You shouldn't care. People, guys don't flirt with me. They come up to me and they're mean to me. They're like, hey, comedian, huh? Like the, I just attract, like people just want to like put me in my place and it just ends up getting mean. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through No, that. it's okay. I don't think it's fine. Yeah. But but I don't think you need to worry about why someone likes you. No, because then I put the mental effort. In, like they'll contact me on Instagram after a show. I'll put but in all this. everyone has that problem. And, and then it turns out they're seeing somebody Every, already. It's not even famous people. It's like doctors, lawyers. Like I don't know why this Really? Person. Yeah, because. Doctors? It, well, I'm saying now you can reach out to someone and you know their job before you meet them. But they're them. very flirty. Why are they flirty if they're in a relationship? I want to contact the other person and go, hey, this is what's going on behind your back. Yeah, because they might be getting... Flirting used to have integrity. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, you it only didn't. only flirted if you were available and you liked the person. Where was this? This was in the 20s. In the in Massachusetts? In the, the 1920s. Salem, up in yeah, Salem, where yeah, you went to school? Yeah. Where you went to the schoolhouse? I went to the Louisa May Alcott. The loogie may help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just think some people are crazy and some people aren't, and yeah. it's always a needle in a needle stack. That's most people well, are done. What? If you wanted to a needle in the needle stack is a needle in a needle stack. No, <laughs> no. Please tell me you're being funny. <laughs> Try to find a needle in a needle stack. No, finding a, a needle. Try in to, a haystack. I know, but it'd be even harder to find a specific needle in a needle no, stack. No, it wouldn't because you'd just go, oh, look at all these needles. No, I'll just looking, grab this one. No, you're looking for a specific one. Why are you so obsessed with that one needle? You have all these other needles. This is what's wrong. This is why you're single, Whitney. You've got all <laughs> these needles and you're going through the prickly needle stack trying to find the right needle. Just take any needle. <laughs> take That's any settling. needle because all the needles are going to hurt you just as much. They're just as pointy and hurt. Not my needles. My needles are full of vitamin IVs and peptides. Yeah. Needles, don't, every needle I use fucking benefits me. Um, I, uh, that's really interesting. I'm fascinated by this. I think we have a similar thing, but I think, imagine the opposite. What if everyone was cool? Be great. Be exhausting. You're like, I'm going to date everyone. So people have to, we need contrast. And yeah. you're not going to appreciate what you have if, if most people aren't done. Most people aren't a match. 
You know, mm -hmm. if you went to a bar and everyone was awesome, you'd be like, this is, I'm going to cheat on all of you with all of you. It right. would just be exhausting. You know, so I think it's good that most people uh, don't vibe with us because then all you would do is fall in love with everyone you met. Mm. It'd be exhausting. Yeah. yeah. When I'm right, I'm right. You're always right. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, my thing is I'm always eventually right. <laughs> Event, just let me fit, just let, let me get there. In six months, you're going to go, that was a good point. Mm. Where are you touring soon? No. Are you? What are we promoting? Nothing. Just your uh, podcast. My podcast. Go and my, watch. Uh, yeah. Just at least call it like trailer trash or something. No, it's called What's Wrong with Orny Adams. That's what the graphic says. Okay. And uh, today we learned what is. Yeah. And my uh, my special More Than Loud on Great. YouTube. Awesome. More I than encourage loud. because you know I'm, Orny I'm, is truly when I say. I mean, one of the best comedians performing today. I feel like people are talking about you now the way they talked about Burr to, uh, 12 years ago. So I have 12 more years of this? Well, now that you have the internet, it's, it will speed it up. Mm. That's, I just and that's gave, a huge compliment. I just Thank gave you. you the biggest compliment I think I've ever given a comedian, and you had, you did that. What are, well, let's do it again. <laughs> Do it again. No, because my ma my head got caught up that I did do this for 12 more years. But do it again. I'll, I'll, I'll take two. I'm done complimenting you. No, but please. Will you call me hot? No, I have to go. It's 2.45. I have to film some other stuff. And then I have to go down to a doctor who's going to break up the scar tissue in my chest. Is this how your podcast ends? You yell at the guest? First you, you elevate yell, them? And I've been yelling at you this whole time. Mm. Uh, I end these very awkwardly. I thank you for that compliment. I thank You're you for no. I really do. I appreciate it. I know, and it's hard for me to listen. I know. And I know. I've been. You I know. wouldn't be able to receive that compliment. Yeah, and and uh, I'm just telling the fans, like, so they go see more than loud on YouTube. Thank you. People want to find good comedians. They want to see you. Mm. They just need to know about you and, and find you. Just live. It's so different. It's such a different vibe. It's so cool going to a live, seeing it live. What we do versus YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people can't either can't afford it or don't know about it, you know, because the algorithm. I, I mean, I the fucking Grace Jones was at the Hollywood Bowl. Did you know that? Recently. Yes. I didn't know. A that. week ago, Grace fucking Jones was at the Hollywood Bowl. I had no idea. How did that not get to me? Mm. You can't. You have to literally to watch someone's Netflix special. You have to type in their entire name. Like you cannot accidentally hear that someone's in town that you like. When I go to fucking do shows, I do. Five shows in Houston, 8,000 seats. I go to the airport to leave, and someone's like, when are you coming? What are you doing here? And I'm like, how, unbelievable. how did you not hear? You yeah. recognized me with no makeup in an airport? Right. You know me that well and didn't know I was performing a mile from your house. And you follow me? on Like, I don't know. It's a fucking Easter egg hunt. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, there's too much going on. Like, I want to go see my heroes, and I don't know. I have to follow the venue, I guess. I have to follow the Hollywood Bowl and get their newsletter. Right. Or you'll promote it. We'll take Twitter, right? Yeah. You go, I'm in Houston next week. I mean, you. And then the week after you leave Houston, people post, when are you going to be in Houston? Always. But you follow me on Twitter. Every How did you miss the five required posts yeah, that the venue time. made me do? And that's what you get for being fans of ours. You will pay. At least you know... And I'm being serious. When you go back to Houston, mm -hmm. you've got at least one ticket sold already. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Orny Adams. Don't ride elephants. Goodbye.